Ladies and gentlemen, sit back, relax. I am Podcast Poppy, and you are tuned into a brand new episode of Quarter Life Crisis, starting right now. Fucking live on a six five, big cams in the house. Cam. Fucking glorious cams, <laughs> bro. I don't know. I, I don't know what it was, but when you we were talking about you on our podcast, it was disgusting. <laughs> like now you heard the audio of me being like Jesus Christ, like get off cams, dick. Yeah, it was a little wild, but <laughs> it was a little obnoxious. To it be was honest. the <laughs> I was cringing. It was the body <laughs> language that was the craziest part. Oh, yeah. They were like, oh fuck. Cam, dude, like Autumn was like, Cam is, she, he's, Cam yeah, started going like this. I'm like, damn, bitch, like, shit. Man, she's so she fucking starts, hostile. Like, tapping her foot hella hard, like shaking everything. Yeah. I was just like, good. Like, <laughs> she would have, yeah, she would have bet on a bag of gold for you, dude. She's like, he's going pro, this side and the other. Like, he's going to do it, if anybody. Yeah, definitely but, the same for her. Aren't you a young yeah. gun, though? Yeah, young gun, 21. 21? Yeah, Are you yeah. from here? Yeah. Born and raised in Reno? Reno. Nice. Yeah. When did you start fighting? I started fighting like two and a half years ago. No, you'll need... Hold on. I'll scoot away from you. Yeah, you'll need to go closer. Closer? Talk it up. Yeah, so where were we at? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you're born and raised here? Born and raised, yeah. I went to Damani, graduated in 2017. Kind of took a year off. Was trying to figure out what I wanted to do and then picked up fighting. So yeah, so where are you at now? Are you, I, I, To be honest with you, I don't. I didn't look into you at all like are uh, you amateur right now right now are you pro yeah no i'm an amateur right now i'm eight and two or six and two mm-hmm. um eight total fights i have a kickboxing uh championship belt for mm-hmm. the wfc um looking for fights kind of tough right now with covid but yeah six and two right is it because people don't want to fight uh or is n- there's like limited places to fight limited right places now? yeah like uh i was one of the i think i was the first amateur to fight after you know, once the p- pandemic started to slow down in Florida, so I had to fly all the way across the country. Yeah, and they've been putting on, you know, Florida. They Florida they're wild. Get, Florida's yeah. gonna fuck. Yeah, they're wild. Um, fuck. My homie's so just be, out in Florida. Yeah, they've been putting on fights monthly, basically. Mm-hmm. So you could go there. Uh, we're looking at Utah because I have a fight scheduled for Mexico in April, but it was supposed to be February and they pushed it back. Right. And they're talking about maybe pushing it back again. So where's it at in Mexico? Uh, Puerto Vallarta. Yes, yeah, bro. it should be a part. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah that's Puerto what I'm saying. Vallarta is lit. The yeah. resorts are unbelievable. That's what I'm saying. It should be a good time. I'm looking forward to it, but I also don't want to wait around for it and waste half the year. So, yeah. we might pick up a fight in Utah because Utah's putting on some fights. So, so you're just training, right? Just training. Yeah, right. just training. Yeah. So you took a year off. So you started going hard at like 18. No, I was probably like 19. 19? Yeah, 19. So you've only been going for two years. Yeah. So you're wrestled, also young in the game. Yeah, for sure. Definitely young in the game. I've wrestled my whole life, basically. I wrestled since I was like seven. Nice. Which helps, for sure. But mm-hmm. MMA, yeah, definitely young. Definitely young. But I picked it up quick. I, I When I when I first started, I, I made sure to hit a, hit a bunch of gyms and see, you know, who I vibed with the best and who I thought was the best coaches. And I found them in Zach Bunnell and Kelly Anderson. Not that... All the other coaches, you know, are great. I just vibed with them, and, you know, I like their system and everything. What gym are you at right now? I'm at Combat Sport and Fitness right now. Okay. Yeah. Is that where you go? No, No, I go to Gracie. You go to Gracie? Yes. Where where does Autumn go? Uh, Now she goes to Gracie. So you guys were – so there's – is there a lot of – is there a lot of – Yeah. Gyms out here? Uh, Nah. Jiu-Jitsu, there's quite a few. Yeah, there's there's a a lot lot of jiu-jitsu places. There's a – Five, maybe? Nah, maybe like – 
three real fight gyms. Probably like Reno Academy Combat, the Gracie, who has like Tonkin fight team. They have a big group. And then our team. And then you got South Tahoe. They have a Tongan fight team? Tongan. (laughs) (laughs) Holy shit. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, you have enough Tongans to try to fight, bro? Fuck that, they got, bro. They got no lightweights, oh, but the I was watching <laughs> that. Uh, I was watching that fucking rack. movie, uh, Hobbs and Hobbs and Shaw, uh-huh. or whatever. It's The Rock and Jason yeah. Statham, yeah. and like The Rock goes back to Samoa, and they like mm. get in like this massive battle scene. That's immediately what I pictured. I was like, <laughs> fucking ten, like eight foot Samoans. <laughs> Fuck that, dude. A bunch of bear paws, dude. Yeah, no. Uh, Tonkin Fight Team, Reno Academy of Combat, and then us. That's probably like about it. Yeah. yeah. Those are the only ones I know for sure. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, it's exploded though. I mean, just like what, like, just like five, ten years. It seems just like even it. five years. Yeah, the sport as a whole, for sure, right. definitely. I mean, look at the fight we got tomorrow, Conor McGregor and I'm glad he's back here. Oh yeah, that's my it's guy. He's one of the reasons. What's the deal? I like it. I'm a fan of it. I love it, but I'm just like, what's going is on? Still, everything is still like you know. I'm still hyped. All my everybody I talk to is right. still hyped. So it, that just goes to show you don't need the disrespect. Just, right. We just know that they're both dogs, and they're going to dog it out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's Poirier, right? Yeah. yeah. He looked fantastic in his last fight. I was watching He looked that. fantastic his last, like, five fights. I think I don't think it's that you don't need to talk shit. I think, I think Conor McGregor does not get the credit that he deserves when it comes to, like, his scheme. Mm-hmm. Like, I think he came into the game. I think, I think he's, like, driven and all that, but I think he came into the game strategically – a loud mouth fucking piece of shit. No, I think uh, I think he just believes it. I think he's like a, just a confident. He's a bad. He's a yeah, bad. Yeah. I think he just really thinks he's the baddest dude yeah. in the room, and he's not afraid to show it. Right. Like I know a lot of dudes that think they're the baddest in the room, and they're not afraid to show it. You right. Know what I'm saying that's just his. Like as a was, man, you know when he was tapping into like those crazy suits and stuff like that, and I feel like he was at the pinnacle of his shit talking when he was gonna fight Mayweather. But I, I, you know, like that sells that sells fucking tickets. Like when he was going after the, yeah, those every single one of those definitely. Diaz fights. Oh yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. like not that he, yeah, he definitely adds a little to it for sure. He right, knows what he's right. doing. Definitely, you know? definitely. Uh, My showmanship. I think it's he's selling tickets. Is what it's doing. Selling People, tickets. You know, fucking controversy sells. You yeah. know what I'm saying. So the more fucking amp, the more fucking, fucking just everything you put behind this fight tensions. People mm. don't want to see. Unfortunately, two very, very humble, like, okay, we're both going to go there, do our best. That doesn't right. sell many tickets, but if you got this guy going, come Sunday, I'm going to fuck you up, you right. ain't shit, you haven't been shit, I'm the best, I'm the fucking best, right. there's nothing you can do about it, you can't touch me, and other guys like, motherfucker, watch. Right. Now everyone's a little more excited to watch these two dudes who are both fucking great go, yeah. go out there and fucking put on a goddamn show. I do miss I mean, it, though. The tension, I think, sells the most. Yeah. Like, that fucking just... I was watching his press, and I missed it. Like I miss it. <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? Oh, yeah. I'm like, nothing bro. better. There's the best nothing one. better than nothing that better. right there. He was the best one. What do you guys? What do you? So, Kim, what do you think about the sh- the? Because I've asked a couple people this. Do you think there was some strategy to the buildup of controversy between Mayweather and McGregor? Like behind the scenes? Yeah. Like they were like teamed up behind the scenes, yeah. or just like both of them separately? Like let's build this. I think. Uh, well, I person. I personally think that. There was a moment when these two guys not like came together or anything like that, but they realized how much money was on the line and been like, listen, yeah, for we're sure. going to push the boundaries. Cause like, you know, Conor McGregor walking on the stage, calling Floyd Mayweather a fucking monkey He's and like, boy, fuck the Mayweather. Yeah. You know, and all that stuff. There's some of me that's like, yo, let's push this thing past the boundary of respect. Mm-hmm. As long as we're both kind of on that mutual understanding, mm-hmm. blow this fucking thing up. Have it be one of the biggest pay-per-views ever. Mm. And yeah, definitely. 
I think the, the, cash mo- the most telling thing. Because immediately after the fight, the respect level went through the yeah. roof. Yeah, for sure. Well, as fighters, you have respect for any... And obviously, they respect each other. They're both the greatest. You have to. You have like, to. Some of the greats at, at their sports. But like, I think... I don't know if they like teamed up and did it and planned it. Like, mm-hmm. let's make this the biggest thing ever. I think they both... They were just on the same page. Like, the more yeah. I talk shit, the bigger this is gonna get. And like, mm-hmm. right. they were talking to who, their their own team, saying the same thing. Yeah, you know what I mean, I think the most telling thing about that too, and like how true that is, is during his Khabib fight when they're fucking, he's like, "Oh, you want to talk now? Like, keep fucking talking." He goes, "It's just business. Like, this is just business." Like, Khabib took that shit personally. And right. He fucking made it a point to make sure you're gonna eat those fucking words. Yeah. Like, and and and, and, brawl after, and his you know team, yeah, yeah, his, his team, team took the brunt. Well, he yeah, disrespected yeah. his whole ass religion and all yeah, that yeah, shit. Like fucking you know, offering someone who was like, he was he the one that was in the bus when he fucking threw that yeah. thing through the bus and almost hit his lady? Was I don't was, know if nah, he was in the bus, but a nah, lot of the yeah, people was on Khabib's the undercard, bus. right? Yeah, Khabib's it was, bus, it was yeah. like a fight bus. They were going from like weigh-ins to to something to a press conference, and uh, yeah, so it was a fighters bus. Yeah, I think like two, two or three fights got canceled. Yeah, one person got like glass in his eye. Yeah, something like that. I think like a couple of them actually like the fights got pulled because of fucking injuries like yeah. you can't be you know going to the fight obviously pre existing injuries, so I know he got some lawsuits for that shit too. Like, yeah, that shit was that shit was wild. But I mean, I I I love I love that shit. Who's the who's the I know this is a terrible description. There's like a thinner, dark skinned black dude who's undefeated right now. He's like one of the wildest fucking strikers ever. Oh, Stylebender. Is that who it is? Isra- Stylebender, the, the yeah. champion. Or yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Israel Adesanya. Yeah. That fool is that. What's his name? Israel Adesanya. He's out of control. Oh yeah, he's on a different level. He's he's yeah. out of control. He's on a different level on his stand up. Him and John Jones are talking shit to each other, trying to fucking. Ooh, I don't know if he wants that though. I like, don't know if he's John, right for John Jones. John Jones is dick right yeah. now. At John Jones is. I mean, he's, John he's Jones will get blacked yeah, he's, out. He's fighting Stipe, I think. For the <laughs> John Jones will get blacked out and t-bone a pregnant yeah. bitch and walk <laughs> in the next day and beat his ass. One of the funniest things I've ever heard about John Jones is just like he inspires me more than any other fighter because he proves that you can be a drug addict and a champion. Yeah. I saw him. On Joe Rogan, and he yeah. he's not like super conservative about it. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I go to the bars all the fucking yeah. time, and I party mm-hmm. and shit like that. And he's like, and I'm just that. He parties good. during yeah. his camps, like during his fight yeah. camps. He'd be fucking it's like out the, the bar. He and said it's like a tradition. Like a week before the fight, he'll go out yeah. and just rage. Yeah. Yeah. Shit, dude. I would. Be I don't so- think he's like that anymore. I think he's like. Well, we always say this about John Jones, but I think he's learned <laughs> become more docile. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> That's crazy. So you're looking for fights right now? Yeah, basically. Just looking for fights. When do you think you'll go pro? Uh, Hopefully towards the end of this year. Probably this year. Yeah. How the hell does that work? Do uh, you decide when you yeah, go pro? Yeah. Really? You, you can go pro right now. You I could go pro? You just have to sign the paper. Let me tell you something, Shit. pimp. I it, am it pro. Depends. Well, no, like some, I am pro, buddy. Some, <laughs> <laughs> right? I am pro. I believe you. I believe yeah. you. Some commissions might not let you because you don't have any fights. Right. So a lot of commissions wouldn't let you. But like... Me right now, six and two, I could go pro, you know, tomorrow. I just gotta sign the paper. The problem is, is once you go pro, you can't go back, and that that record is crucial, right? Going, right. As a pro, especially yeah. in your first couple, right? Like if you go down zero and three right it's out tough. the gates, yeah, pro, you're not getting no fights. Uh, you can get fights. There's, there's, it's not just the UFC and the in Bellator. Like there's hundreds of organizations, oh, okay. and you could fight probably, but yeah. th- it gets to a point where then the commissions are gonna have to step in and be like, hey. You're losing every fight. Right. We're not gonna let you get. I'm hurt. fucking twenty and two on the blacktop, bitch. It's good. <laughs> this record is lit. Were you a blacktop fighter before you started? Nah, fighting? No? definitely not. No, nah, I was like, nah, I was an athlete, and I was always just, you know, st- just athletics. I never got in, into too much, mm-hmm. too much trouble. Um, I got in one fight in high school in the bathroom, and that was cool. But 
that's about it. Yeah. That's. I just. I. That's I just, Did like, you lose? No, I definitely. <laughs> he won. said he was down to fight in the bathroom. It was, it was mid wrestling season. Yeah. And Hell like, yeah. I yeah. had. <laughs> I had no fighting skills, and everyone thinks they could fight. And right. You know what I mean? But I couldn't yeah. fight. I didn't know nothing about fighting. Right. But I was in shape. And, yeah. And scrappy. And I was scrappy yeah. and fast and explosive, and I. I hit him a lot yeah. in a short amount <laughs> Big of time. White boys like you terrify yeah. me, bro. The worst yeah. athlete, straight up, bro. The worst athlete I ever oh, got in my yeah. life was from a white boy about your size. Uh-huh. And oh, I was, yeah, I think I heard you talking about and that. And I was yeah. bouncing, bro, yeah. and I was like, I will fuck this. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, quit. thank God I had a crew, bro. <laughs> I'm glad you understand. Got some, big, <laughs> some big boys don't get got it. Got ham bro, the bro, fuck it's, up. It's, any any tiny ass dude was like, what? I'm like, let's rethink this. Let's rethink <laughs> he knows shit. He knows shit for it's sure. No doubt my mind. Fuck that, bro. bro. Like, that shit is crazy. Yeah. So what's a, what do you think, like, uh, what do you think the future for fighting is right now in COVID? Like, uh, these next it, couple years? Uh, it'll, we'll get back to fighting. Yeah. 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 Nice yeah. Ho- I'm hoping up. to get, like, two or three fights and then turn pro. And then I'll when, beat the ball. When was your last one? one? My last one was, uh, when August. Florida, right? Yeah. Florida in August. August 8th. So what? I mean, that's four a, months ago. Almost. What, what's, like, the gap of time that you, once you started fighting, like... See, that's what that's it's it's been frustrating. Obviously, it's been a frustrating year for everybody. Right. Um. But when I first started fighting, I was like f- fighting, fighting, because I had a you know a, a zero and zero. Anybody will fight an O and O fighter or one and O fighter. They're like, yeah, I'll take it. So I was able to pick up fights, and I I rarely had fights fall off, which usually happens a lot in the amateurs. Right. And for some reason, I never had a fight fall off. But there, I remember, I think my my second, third, and fourth fight, I fought in a seven week span. So I was fighting, fighting. Right. And uh like I was fighting out of the state when, you know, Reno fighters only fight in Reno. I was going to Oregon. I was fighting in LA. I was going all over the place. And then COVID hit and uh and then everything just stopped. So yeah. hopefully I can get back to that same pace. So how well do you know Autumn? That's my fucking That's home my girl. bitch right yeah, there. I'll do the same shit. I'll fucking do the same shit that she did for me. I swear to God. That's my girl. That's dope. She's tight. She's tight as fuck. Yeah. And she's a savage. Yeah. Like, she, she's a real savage. When I when I spar with her, I have to be on my cue because like, she'll fucking, yeah. she can knock me out like with with a shot. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She won't. I was wa- I was but, watching her fights and that girl can strike. Oh yeah, for, for sure. sure for you sure, put yeah. if you put braids in your hair, like she she will well, fuck girls, you up. Most girls put braids. Oh yeah. I don't know what it is, bro. Like I've she watched fights like, yeah, without braids that, and with yeah. braids, and she's got a issues. More angry. She's got yeah, issues she with cornrows. On that, yeah, that one. I know which fight you're talking about. You she know was what I'm angry. She was young. And she was a youngster, she was bro. Young. She, she brought was, her she daddy issues into that ring, bro. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely. She was young and angry at that time. You could tell. I was really happy about how that podcast turned out, though, because I was watching her. You know, like there was that one gentleman who who did that like walk with Autumn Norton around Reno. Yeah. There's a couple other ones she did the she did the remote uh, interview and mm-hmm. and they were great interviews and they were very focused like fighter focus and stuff like that. But I mean, we sat here. the po- The actual podcast was about 40, 30 minutes longer than what I put out. Yeah. Um, and we just got here and we were just sitting here chopping it up and like, just as she kind of got like more relaxed, cause it's nice to see, uh, it's nice to see a human aspect, especially with like combat, uh, combat sport athletes, because you guys have a very unique mentality. Yeah, like you definitely. have to have a unique mentality to, to get through the game, but she just like normalized herself that entire podcast, which was dope. You yeah, know, she's yeah, a sure. fucking goofy chick who sounds like a 13 year old boy on the mic but she'll beat the shit out of you like when she steps in the ring it's business yeah definitely definitely. and she also like uh i really enjoyed 
like she had no problem talking about her insecurities. You know, she was talking about how she's kind of been on the low and things with COVID and her emotional state and stuff yeah. like that. Because, yeah. I mean, on the front, you just like, especially with like fighters, like they have such this like hard exoskeleton. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You have to be sound mind, sound body. I think that's why like when John Jones was exposed on what he was really like, people were like in Blown shock. Away, yeah. yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. So I think I was, I thought that was dope as fuck. Yeah, I think that just goes to show her growth. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's not the 19 year old girl that was beating up. You know, braided hair right. chicks. You know, <laughs> it takes a lot to put yourself out there, especially on a podcast. Or I don't know if you got to someone that she never met before. Right. But it no, takes never. a lot. That was it's, the first time I met her. Yeah, yeah, it takes a lot to do that. And I feel like we're kind of in like a mental health, like, wave. Like I feel like so I'd, say, I'd go crisis, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. I, yeah, well, crisis. But I think people are realizing like the awareness is. They're, they're more aware about it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're like you know you have all these apps, the mindful apps, mm-hmm. and people are. Everybody I know is starting to meditate and reading books and trying to get better. Right. And uh, I don't know. I think that just shows her growth, and I'm yeah. really happy for her. She's yeah, I think she tapped in because, I mean, it. There, there is no argument that, you know, the human body and brain is the biggest piece of technology, and it's extremely powerful. And when you're when you're cooped up and your entire culture drastically changes, and, like, from about March 5th to March 17th, this entire country changed, and it hasn't gone back for the last – almost a year now mm-hmm. like it's very easy to get in your shit i've done it there's days yeah. like i'm an extremely driven human being there's days i can't get out of bed and i'm getting yeah. into my own head and Definitely. things are going yeah. on you know what i mean and then you're you're so isoed so those social interactions that are distractions whether it be going down to the bars or hanging out with your friends or going to an aces game or going to a show or going to the movie theater or going to dinner or whatever the case may be like you don't have these stimuli that kind of pulls away from those distract uh, or those are distractions and then you're like hyper focused on because there's a lot of bad in everybody's yeah. life you know what i mean like i feel like some people get it twisted i think what happened with covid especially like everyone taking a second to there were no distractions right so you were stuck by yourself at home with who you are currently right now yeah so all those issues there is no distracting yourself from it so a lot of people had to like face those by themselves head the fuck on they weren't planning on it you know they're still skating by doing whatever they gotta do to relieve themselves but it was just such an abrupt awakening that like I'm home for the next three fucking weeks because my work is closed. Yeah. Um, I was like, that was like BLM. I'd be, yeah. fu- I'd be fucking around talking shit, and I'm like, I'm like, that's why BLM popped off. All these white folks were like on their phone, like that. My yeah, God, exactly, my God, <laughs> that's exactly what I was gonna get. This a dangerous. I was like, police are beating up niggers like hotcakes. <laughs> this is out of control. <laughs> just like, oh, one after the other. Yeah. Just like, like, like when George Floyd happened, and it was uh, the like you said, the awareness is unbelievable mm-hmm. and i love it and it's amazing but like when it all popped off and people hit the streets over george floyd i was mm-hmm. kind of, there's a little bit in the back of my head that was like mm-hmm. we've been doing this shit for years this yeah, shit is crazy yeah, honestly, like, this yeah. is not a shocker in yeah. any way shape or form but like you said it's it's the awareness that's that's dope mm-hmm. but you're yeah. stuck you're cooped up bro on yeah. that phone on your computer that's, the problem. that's what i was gonna get to um i'll never forget when you first opened up your shop and mm-hmm. sylvia came through Mm-hmm. And she was asking me. She was like, "How come you're so whatever? Like, how, how come you're so mature, whatever? Blah blah." Anyways, she how, was like, "How come you're so what mature?" Like, she uh. was saying, "How come?" And I was like, "Cause I just spent a lot of time by myself, thinking like to myself about you know what was important to me." And I was hoping through COVID, everybody would have this big old reflection, like a worldwide reflection moment, because we're all cooped up and we can reflect on what's good and what's bad in our lives and how we're gonna fix it and all this stuff. But turns out everyone just went to their cell phones and complained on Twitter. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I was hoping it was going to 
be like a reflective moment for everybody, right. but it kind of turned into a shit. Or it might have been, and the results are very scary. Like, you know, like, there's... Fuck, yeah, jeez, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you do get in... And I'm not saying, like, people are, are, are bad people or anything like that, but, like, um, you know, we're stuck in a nine-to-five, and we got work and sports and kids and endeavors and entrepreneurships and, and jobs and everything, whatever the case may be. We're, like, locked in this hamster wheel, mm-hmm. you know? And then all of a sudden, it slows down, and you kind of realize, like, how selfless you really are not, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, your entire life is dedicated to your life yeah. and... And then to go to a drastic 180 where we have to now selflessly think about people that we don't know and, and it doesn't matter their skin color, economical mm-hmm. status, like with COVID or, or age or anything, everyone's at risk. And you realize like how out of tune you are with that. That could be a bad, that could be a, you know, that fogged mirror once it clears out, it could yeah, be a shitty human true. being on the other Definitely. side. That's true. I think one of the most revealing things about that whole thing is the overall just lack of empathy people have for each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? There, was a, there was a cute little wave, though. There was mm. a cute little wave for like a month where mm. everyone was like, we're all in this together. Yeah. yeah. It was no, dope. Absolutely. saying it was, it was dope for a it second and then, yeah. you know, everything started to pop off. It was, like, I think it showed me personally like more than anything like how important it is to be an empathetic person because mm. there's so few of them. Right. You know what I'm saying? So as opposed to being like, damn, everybody sucks, it just kind of solidified like, I can never change. I can never be that person I'm complaining about. Like, I'm looking around the world and I'm kind of like upset that so many people are so numb to it. Like, people die every day type shit. I'm just like, and why Why do you not care? Right. You know what I'm saying? And like, one of the biggest arguments I heard is just like, well, white people get killed by cops all the time. And I'm just like, so why are you not upset too? So you right. should understand this. Yeah, yeah. It's not a just a black or brown or colored person problem. This happens to everyone and they've been getting away with it. Nobody wants to kill police. They just want them to be accountable for their actions. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Because it hasn't happened to you or your family or someone you know. Like, people act like it doesn't exist, and it very much is a part of the real world. Like, same thing with, like, the uh, kids in cages thing that fucking happened. Like, it really got exposed, and everyone's on their phone at home and got nothing but time, so people really started diving into it. And the more you look into it, the more fucked up you realize, like, this fucked up shit's been happening for a long fucking time. Yeah. It's just been flying under the radar because we are so selfish. Like, yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Some, just go... Some, Go ahead. Somebody said it to me like if you're driving extremely fast in a car mm. and the lights are whizzing by, you can't get any detail and the lights are stretched out and super long and thin, but you slow that car down to like two or three miles an hour, you can truly view what's going on outside. Like it's almost like the world, like, you know, we're in a, like an, un, the Western world is in an unbelievable fucking freight train of an economy. Like, mm. like, you know, we're up there with, we're up there with, with the Greeks, you know what I mean? Mm. And it's wild and we've been going so fast and it's, like full speed ahead and then with technology and the internet boom and embargo and the trade and how everyone is connected it started moving even faster and it just like came to a drastic fucking halt yeah, yeah. and we realized that the thing that a big piece of a big component that's pushing this freight train is fucked up when yeah. you peel back the layers you know oh, what i'm yeah, saying sure. oh, like yeah. like it's crazy like i didn't even know about it until covid and i found out how fucking batteries are made in iphones and i was like oh my god oh, everyone has an iphone yeah, like they're yeah, showing oh. pi- they're showing pictures of the buildings that they work at over in uh, in whatever country it may be, and they like the ones with the nets. Yeah, so, what so people the can't commit fuck? suicide. Yeah. yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, and we're just you know just little things like phones. that. I also think there's a piece of us that ha- like, um, you know, we it's we have to like lash out because we can't internalize truly. I know there's oppression. I know there's systematic oppression. And I know there's a lot of terrible things going on in this country. Mm. There's no doubt in my mind. And I wish they all would change. But trying to internalize really how good we have it here, Mm. once it's kind of exposed in the entire world, Mm. on really what's going on, it's like, I don't know. I feel like once it slowed down, a lot of people got exposed to the fact that we really don't have anything to bitch about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we do. 
but in yeah. the grand scheme of things, you know Always, what I mean? Yeah. Most of the um, time. So then it almost like, instead of accepting that, like turned it up, like, let me find all the things that are wrong here. You know what I mean? Cause I don't want to be the, I don't want to be sitting in the room and all the fancy fucking clothes and the nice watch and yeah. all the, you know, all the bling. And then the person sitting across from me doesn't have shoes and has dirt under their fingernails, yeah. you know? Well, that's like the thing about growth too, is like everyone thinks like, just like super, just easy and it's, it's not it's a lot of confrontation you know what i'm saying it's yeah. like you have to be aware of the issue before you can fix it mm-hmm. so once you figure out what the issues are then you address them and mm-hmm. sometimes people don't want to fix it people yeah, don't want to change people don't want to grow up and there's yeah, a lot of confrontation just, i think everyone wants to fix part. it but the process mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. brutal well, the yeah. people who have things to lose i mean like even even now one of the big things is just like we don't want to increase the minimum wage why not right Oh, what's gonna make this? Da, da, da. Like, no, it's not. It's not gonna fucking raise the price of everything. It will a little bit, mm-hmm. but the fact that these employees don't have enough money to fucking pay their rent and their fucking boss has two yachts and six houses and da da da. Like, it's not even like an extremely socialist fucking like principle. Just right. to, like want people to be able to work maybe just one job yeah. and feed their family. Like, yeah. how is that such a crazy extremist left idea? Like, yeah. what's wrong with the idea of these kids should be able to pay their yeah. bill with the full time ass fucking job they have? Like, Big why not? And I think it's I think we've been exposed on like uh, our mental state and on, on how much we can endure. You know, like I think uh, I don't know. I mean, you guys are you guys are both athletes. I think it's important for, or I guess I'll ask us, you Cam. Like, do you think that going through all this COVID stuff, you would have a harder time if you weren't in combat sports? If you didn't go through a process that it's like the adversities that you've gone through to be an athlete competing and having to face failure and things like that. Like, do you think you'd be able to handle these things better? Uh. It's kind of hard for me to say. COVID didn't affect me too much. I, I continued working, luckily, throughout COVID. Blessed. And uh, I was, you know, training. There was a few, there was there was, there was like two months where I wasn't, where the gym was closed down. I wasn't training too much. But without, ath- I, athletics just gave me everything. That's all my, all my drive came, and discipline came from athletics. So, and I've been like that my whole life. I can't even tell you what it would be like, what my mindset would be like if I you know, put myself in right. someone else's shoes. I mean, I could definitely, yeah, definitely. I would yeah. say yes, because I think, like, I don't want to put myself on a pedestal, but I think my discipline that I got from athletics helps me with everything. And I see people who weren't at, in athletics and they're crumbling over, you know, right. they got their shoes dirty or something. Right, and right. They, they just fall apart. So, yeah, I could definitely see if I wasn't in athletics and didn't get those lessons, how it would affect me. Because I'll, I'll get some kickback when I'll be chopping it up because I'm like, uh, you know, when you go into sports – one, you go in to compete with the risk of failure every single time. But you still got to go in and compete, especially like combat. It's one-on-one. Mm-hmm. You step in the ring and it's just you and the other person. And then also the fact that like you choose to go in, like let's say you're going into a camp, right? It's whatever, 16-week camp. I don't know how long they are. 16-week camp. Mm-hmm. And you know that the person on the other side of that ring, no matter how hard you train when you walk in, you're an underdog. There's a very good chance that you're going to lose that fight. Mm-hmm. But you take it anyway, right? You decide to go through the process and go through those adversities with a very high risk of failure on the other side. But you understand if you do succeed, what could happen? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I feel like there's this uh, – I'm kind of an asshole though, but there's this big push in culture where – and I and I understand their heart's in the right place, but they want everything to be equal and they, you know, like and to be fair and everyone to be treated properly. And I understand that. But some of the best and amazing people that I've met are adversity stricken, you exactly. know, and have been all through of, those, you know. Most of them, almost all of the people we look up to have been through adversity. Been through hell. And that's why I get the kickback from my homies because I'm like, you know, I, I'm, I'm 100% aware. Like, I'm pretty high up in the chain in, in FedEx now, and I see it. 
and I've seen the oppression and I live my life. I live my life in this suit, but I'm also like, you know, if more people had that mentality, like, all right, this race is going to be a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. If I'm black, it's going to be a little bit harder. Uh, I'm going to be an underdog. And no matter who I step in the cage with, there's a chance that I might lose. Mm-hmm. But if I just work harder, stay on the grind, there's a chance that I can win. I can slip through the cracks and I can climb to the top of this game. The odds are low, just like every single sport in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Once you get higher and higher, but that's the risk you got to take. And I feel like if a lot of, a lot more people took that mentality and ex- and accepted the fact that there are going to be some situations that are harder than others, but you, you know, you like just come to terms with the fact that you might have to climb a bigger hill. I, I don't know. I feel like a lot more people would be at ease. I absolutely love, 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 love every aspect of being an underdog, specifically the point because you have so little to lose. Right. You have so little to fucking lose at all. And at that point, it's just like you have everything to fucking gain. And it's your chance to fucking show the world that I did it with this. That's it. Nothing right. else. So it's like the fact that you come into this situation maybe less prepared, maybe less experienced, it comes down to fucking heart almost all the time in underdog situations. It's like how bad do you fucking want it and how far are you willing to go to get it? Right. You know what I'm saying? And like I think for me personally, like the thing is like I'm not scared of losing by any means. Like, right. like I know it's a part of the process. I've lost a fucking hundred times in every aspect of life. Mm-hmm. And it's like even going broke, like I'll invest everything I fucking have into like who we are as a team and a brand. And I'm not scared of being broke, bro. Like I've eaten so much top ramen, it don't matter to me. Like, right, right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Love like, you, <laughs> <Big> facts, <laughs> spending my whole check as soon as I get paid in order to make sure that we got gear for the team, we got this, this, and that for the team. Like it's all worth it to me because I know even if I go broke, I have nothing to lose to begin with. Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's right. just like the only way, as an underdog, the only way to go is up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because the world's stacked against you and it's your chance to show like who you really are, what the fuck you're made of. Yeah, big facts. I mean, I think I think unfairness and cheating and and uh, and those type of aspects should be removed. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But like, you got to come to terms with like, you know, like you said, you're going to be an underdog. You know, like every black person needs to know. It doesn't matter if everything was fair and there's no oppression or anything like that. It doesn't change the fact that our culture is not up in the 1%. Mm-hmm. It's not used to being up in the 1%. We'd have to acclimate to that lifestyle, to those people, those connections, that networking, the loopholes, the rules, the education that you would need. Like, we're not used to that. So mm-hmm. no matter what, even if it was a fair race, it's going to be a fucking harder race. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So Definitely. it's almost like a, <laughs> I hate saying it, but I'm almost like there's sometimes where I wake up, I'm like, just fucking quit your bitching, bro. Lace yeah, them up, tight, to, tighten those bitches up and run that shit. To, you literally have to. You can every because if I go to, I knock on the neighbor's door, they're probably going through something too. And it's Big like, facts. Whatever you Big know, facts. you literally got it. The world's gonna keep spinning. Um, nothing changes. You got it. You got it. And and like failure, failure to me is like that's everybody knows the cliche thing. Failure is how you grow, mm-hmm. and it's like it's obvious. But with fighting, for me personally. When I fail in front of my family and I get choked out in front of my mom, mm-hmm. like going back to our other point, like every all my other failures don't seem so big, you know what right. I'm saying? Because like I've been through this you in front of my skin, family, yeah. I, in front of my mom and my grandma. They all see me got choked out in yeah. front. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, what am I gonna trip about? I'm yeah. not worried about nothing else but yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? Have you taken some big L's while fighting? Like has somebody mopped you up yet? Not mop me up. I got tired for sure. Yeah. And yeah, and I got choked out in Reno, and that was a tough one. That was a big night that that you know didn't go my way. And then Florida, I I think I won in Florida and went to the decision, decision. and uh, I lost. But I get scared every time when I see someone get like uh like cardio taxed, like taxed in oh, the ring. It looks worse. dangerous as fuck. Oh, there's nothing Bro, there's worse. Like a loose there's neck, fucking hand cramps. The fucking can't even raise their hands. There's the nothing worse. On, like, but like that with that fight specifically, it was. 
I'll, I'll run that back any day, any day, any time, I, I, any day, any day. Just got to change a few things and any day. I'll run that fight that. specifically was the day we chose to sponsor you, actually, too. I think, like, yeah, after right. watching that fight and seeing you go to fucking war and, like, yeah, you your did. absolute you told me fucking everything, I was just like, yo, no matter what, I want you on our fucking team. Like, just seeing how absolutely fucking hard you work, how committed you are to your craft, and seeing you fucking just give your absolute everything until you had nothing left, like... Literally till you fucking collapse, I was just like, yo, this kid fucking wants it. This kid, I, I know his work ethic is unmatched. I know he's going to do the fucking, di- like, make the fucking difference if it comes down to work. Yeah, definitely. It's cool. It's cool, but I'm still out of shape. Yeah. <laughs> still got out of shape. Yeah, I feel you. Yeah, man, the thing is, too, is it's like, I think me and Joey talked briefly about this, um, about the reason it's so easy like for me in life to take pressure off myself in any situation like I've never had a fight but even like the couple tournaments I have done like win or lose my next bout I'm still showing up to practice tomorrow like this isn't the end all of my journey no matter what so I can take a loss or a victory and still know it doesn't matter keep fucking working like we're not done no matter what there's no L I can take unless I die that I'm gonna stop fucking working on what I do you know what I'm saying so it's always like I've just I've approached everything in life with that same passion, that same drive. Like, win or lose, it's not going to mold who I am. Right. Seems like people need to move that over to their life and happiness and not mm-hmm. just the task at hand. No, absolutely. You know, a lot of people do that shit. Like, people, like you, know, there's, you know, there's people who are down to fail at the task mm-hmm. that at hand. Work, sport, mm-hmm. whatever. But when it comes to, like, their happiness... You know what I mean? Like, you got to be ready to fail in that as well, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, you got to go through chapters where you're killing it and you're happy yes. as fuck, and then you got to fail. You got to yeah. be depressed and anxiety and things like that, and you got to show up to practice the next yeah. fucking day and pull your way out of that. I mean, that's a lot easier said than done, though. I've yeah. seen, you know, I've been in some, um, fortunately, not as not as many as, as most, but been in some dark mental states, and mm-hmm. fuck, that needs a serious shovel to fucking dig out of yeah, shit's crazy and a con- consistent shoveling yeah and consistent yeah. shoveling years it's, it's years work. of shoveling yeah, yeah yeah it's it's a long process it's consistent work and i feel like and we're all still we're every day we're all still we got to pick up that yeah. shovel yeah Literally every day do you think uh do you think do you think that your maturity comes from the fact that you're in a sport where you have to fail a lot probably more than most is my guess uh no i think no Cause I think I, can, my, I think my coaches helped me out. I had really good coaches my mm-hmm. whole life. They really put me in check and, you know, show me show me what mattered. I wrestled I wrestled my whole life, so I took a lot of losses in wrestling. I yeah. lost some big football games. I had losing seasons, and winning seasons in in football. So like, I've gotten both sides of it. My maturity could come from a whole bunch of different right. things. Yeah. Also, wrestlers are they're fu- you guys are fucking weird, bro. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like yeah. the weirdest Violently types. disciplined, <laughs> just fucking like oh, weird, weird. Yeah, most of them are just weird in people, general. People, bro, yeah, like yeah. To, to, to put yourself through that because... Especially at the highest level, the higher the level of wrestling, the stranger they yeah, get. get the yeah. <laughs> because wrestling is, uh, in high school, was basketball season, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. so I would go, I would go, uh, you know, I played football and then I played basketball and I ran track. And then, so during basketball, we would go to practice, and practice was our, our coach. You know, we had a hard practice, but then after, I would go and I would work out with the wrestling team because one of my mm-hmm. best friends is on the wrestling team. Mm-hmm. And every day, as I'd walk in, I would literally walk in, and every fuck, there's like thirty white boys in a fucking black bag passing sandbags, mm-hmm. and the whole gym is like ninety degrees. Yeah, yeah. and I'd literally be like, mm-hmm. 
yeah, I'm gonna take off. Yeah, it people just, don't understand. It's yeah. out of control. If you, once you step in a wrestling room and you see sweat or On saturation dripping from the walls yeah, and it's dripping gross. from yeah, it's, it's Yo, you nasty. guys are out of your you guys are out of yeah. your fucking minds. Like yes. the cardio that comes with it is insane. Just retarded. It's, it's wrestling. I think like my senior year specifically, like I probably took the most serious then. Hands down, the best shape I've ever been in my oh, yeah. entire fucking life. Like, by all fucking means. Like, I don't squab with no wrestlers, bro, because I don't trust their forearms. Their forearms <laughs> are too fucking strong, bro. Yeah, like, if you're holding on to somebody, like, it's for like yeah. five minutes straight, like, mm. I almost cramped up right there, yeah. right now. Yeah. That shit is wild, bro. Yeah, Next no, level shit. It's, it's honestly, it's fucking incredible. And it's one of those things, too. It's just like, um, that kind of, it's like wrestling in high school, like, inspired me to do more and work yeah. harder. It's like, I've already put like when you push yourself to the point of absolute fucking failure, yeah. you know exactly who you are and where you stand and what you're capable of. So at that point, once you've reached failure and you keep on fucking working, like you know you're getting better. You yeah. know you're pushing to that point. And you'll never know how great you can be until you push to the point till you fail. Because yeah. that's where you stop. Or I'm, you keep going. I'm bitch post workout. Like immediately <laughs> post workout. Like I'm that guy. I'm yeah. like I shouldn't even be doing it. Oh, no. no. What am I doing? I'm, I'm bitch during work. <laughs> but, hey, but the thing I'll is, done, the I'm thing a is, I'm going to be there. Yeah. I'm going to complain and yeah. I'm going to moan. I'm going to yeah. fucking, but I'm going to yeah. do it. I'm probably going to outwork all you motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, I'll be yeah. bitching the whole time. As long as, as long, as long as you get it done, just yeah. get it done. You can bitch all you want. Yeah. So, <laughs> bitch and don't do nothing, that's that's a problem. Yeah. So, you're, t- you're TTVRD, right? Yeah. So, how did that, weren't you one of the first? Who's who's the first? Yeah, yeah, one of the, you were like one of the first three. I think we went like Wait, Autumn, 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 Carl, and then you. Autumn was number one. Yeah. Okay. Autumn was the first person we responded. So how did that happen? Uh, he came into my gym and we just got we just got we clicked. He was giving there. me the mm-hmm. eye from across the room. The tension was there. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> just because you're big, homie. <laughs> I, was like, I, I saw some. Big. I, I've been through this, homie. <laughs> I've rolled with big guys, homie. Yeah. <laughs> big trees fall hard. Yeah. No, I think we only like. Roll at CSL like even, one time, yeah, I think, like once, yeah. and like uh, like I know a I sent pictures the garage and shit, and that was it. I sent pictures to a couple of the homies when you were coming on the podcast, uh-huh. the one that I posted, and like yeah. a couple of the homies were like, "Be careful, nigga!" Like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking big ass, just a yeah. cock diesel motherfucker too, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were the, nah, like, do what? Toyota Tundra. <laughs> Oh, it's wrong with you, bro. It's the nicest thing everyone's ever said about it. Yeah, bro, it's a huge compliment. It's yeah, a huge I think compliment. like what, what happened is like so the one thing I really do absolutely miss about CSF is how much of a family environment it is. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm like CSF? No, nah, Combat Sports and Fitness. Oh, okay, uh, we okay. came and trains and like, well, all of us used to train at one point. Got it. So it's such a fucking friendly ass room, like it's hard any other gym I've ever been to has not been to that extent. Like these guys are all friends on and off the mat. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I made a lot of really, really fucking good friends my short time there. And like, they're people I'm still friends with this, to this day. And most of them we sponsor. You right, know? right. And even just like old training partners and shit. You can't bleed, fight, and fucking push yourself to exhaustion side by side with someone you hate. You right. know what I'm saying? So it was just, it was such a bonding experience to be able to fucking like, these guys made me fall in love with the sport. Like you, Joey, Brady, Pablo, like uh, Nolan even, like the guys I was rolling with every day, like, being such humble, great, willing to teach, willing to help people. It's right. just like, yo, I fucking, these guys are fucking awesome. They're also, great fucking people. Also, they, your aspect is very strange because usually it'd be like, I'm sponsoring you so you can rep my gear, mm-hmm. which you mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. But the aspect is like, I'm sponsoring you because you are representing like the mission statement pretty much yeah. behind what you have going on. You yeah, know, like you said, like you just happen to tap into these guys, mm-hmm. but that's far from, you know, where it could go it could be anybody you mm-hmm. know you could have a you could have a corporate dog who's just mm-hmm. on the fucking grind yeah. killing it yeah. who could rock ttbrd right exactly yeah yeah, that's yeah it's just it's, it's not fighting specific it's really just like people pouring their absolute everything into whatever they're passionate right. about i mean that goes for music and everything else mm-hmm. but it was just 
like I said, I just bumped into these guys first and just seeing how hard they fucking worked, like from day one up until the fucking day of their fight and mm-hmm. then going out there and win or lose, giving their absolute everything they fucking have in their fight. Just like, yo, these guys want it. These guys right. know what the fuck they want and they're working their asses off every single fucking day to get mm-hmm. it. You know what I'm saying? No holds barred. I'm betting everything I have on myself and I'm going to take that fucking risk. You know? Right. Because right. all of us have shit to lose. Big right? facts. And the older you get, the more you have to lose. But yeah. seeing these guys willing to risk it all to make their dreams come true, that's when immediately I was just like, yo, all these guys are fucking awesome. They're all fucking dogs. Right. All of them are fucking killers. They all work their fucking asses off. Like, this is us. Yeah. Like, this is who we want to be, and this is who I'm going to do it with. When did you When did you know, Cam, that it was like, this is this is what I'm about to do? Um, it, what it's I, only what, been a couple of years. Yeah, what really made me, like, appreciate the sport was, like, I was in a really bad spot because I wanted to go play football. Mm-hmm. And like I had a few offers, but no one did. I wanted to go play. You know, I wanted. I thought I was going D one, but I'm five eight, one thirty five, white right. boy. So right, right. Not going to play D one ball. And like I had to live with that. And Damn, I, bro, I was six feet two twenty five. Like I went D two, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm half though. I'm half. Yeah. I'm half. Couldn't get that D one. So like, I that that year between graduating high school and because I was wrestling football, live and die by it, every day, all seasons. And then I graduated and I wasn't doing nothing. So I kind of went into a really bad spot. And then I was actually dating this girl, and Conor McGregor was doing his thing, and we were, we were all fans. And I was like, you know, I've always wanted to do that. My mom would never let me. And then I started thinking, and I was started reflecting. I was like, I need, I just, I'm in this spot because I have all this passion, and I have all this drive and ambition, and it's not going to anything because I don't have football anymore. Right. You know what I'm saying? So when I started fighting, I really started to like see my mental state change, and it that really like made me appreciate the sport, and I like. And if I was to stop fighting right now, I'm sure I would, you know, take a few steps back right. into that into that spot. So I, I, I knew that it was right for me because it made me feel right, you know, outside of it yeah. and, and as a whole in in my in my soul. And then it just feels good winning. Like right. it feels so good winning and knocking someone out. There was this uh <laughs> this show called Dirty Jobs. You guys yeah. ever heard that? Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, and uh, sure. I forget what the guy's name is, but the guy wrote a book. And I read his book, like, this was, like, my senior year in high school or something like that, or, like, my senior freshman year in college or something like that. And um, he said a quote that kind of sounds like what you're going after that has just stuck with me. And he was like, I never follow my passion. I take my passion wherever I go with me. Mm. You know what I mean? And I thought that shit was lit as fuck. So, like you said, you had all this ambition, and it wasn't necessarily the activity you know what I mean? It's like you just, wherever you were going and wherever you were committing, you'd bring back. But Autumn oh, yeah. is very different. Autumn was like, I fucking knew it was fighting. Like from from the get. Like mm-hmm. it didn't matter what it was, it was fighting. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? That's all that her focus was on. But that's dope that you landed on that. Are you, Is your family supportive of it now? Uh, they weren't at first, definitely not. They uh, are now though? Yeah, no, my mom definitely didn't want me oh, to yeah, fight. Oh yeah, she birthed yeah. you, bro. She definitely, didn't get your yeah. fucking teeth knocked out definitely of your mouth, Definitely didn't bro. want me to worse. fight. But I think they all saw the bigger picture of it. That I'm like doing better and like I'm happier. I'm mm-hmm. just happier doing it. And I think they know how passionate I am, and they knew that I didn't that I wanted to go play, play football and I didn't. So they knew that probably hurt me. So now that they see that I'm really putting everything into it and it changed me like as a person to mm-hmm. uh, for the better. I think that they uh, they would probably disagree to your face, but I think deep down they they're proud that I'm doing this. Right. Yeah. They are. Yeah. I mean, it don't like no parent is a dummy. Like what you're doing is not a fucking easy task. No, it's the hardest. Task. You know, like it's, it's the hardest it's, in the, uh, sports. Like I think, like make it like hard work. It, hard work is not uh, like hard. It's just hard work. You just have make a decision to do it or not. Mm-hmm. But like 
where it comes in your field, like it's extremely tactical. <laughs> like it's not a fucking easy, easy mm, thing to do. Definitely not. You know what I mean? Like I fought, I fought against people on the blacktop with like a smidgen of like training and experience mm. Mm. and my hands were full as fuck the <laughs> yeah. entire time like that yeah. shit is wild you know mm. what i'm saying but what about what about dad uh my dad passed away when i was 13 fucking from, from killer a... move on the podcast <laughs> sims <laughs> your dad passed when uh when i was 13 oh wow yeah from cancer fuck cancer fuck cancer. i have that shit tatted all over my back fuck cancer yeah, yeah. what kind uh kidney cancer god my brother my brother his dad died too as well lung cancer yeah it's a bitch that is that's crazy, that is wow. How how did you how do you how the fuck do you cope and come back from that? I that's like I I spend my time reflecting. You know that's like something I I, I do consistently, mm-hmm. and that's like that that period of time probably like the two years after that is like I can't even tap into it almost. Yeah. It's like I can't even think about like how like what was my behavior at school or. I don't know. I I know the day that my dad passed away, everyone that was close to me wanted me to uh, get my mind off of it. Right, know? right. So the day my dad passed away, uh, I went to a football camp. Mm-hmm. And like, what the fuck? Like, I went mm-hmm. to a football camp the day my dad passed away, and then went to school. It just blows my mind that it's like, it still it still just blows my mind. And it's hard for me to tap in. It's like, how mm-hmm. the fuck did you do that? And right. How, like, what the fuck? Right. How? Yeah. As you as you go farther, does like your thoughts on. Like, going, going to camp, like, did your thoughts on that change? You know, like, do you think that it was a good distraction or a bad distraction? Or, like, trying to distract yourself from mourning immediately after the fact? Like, that was a good or a oh, bad thing? Oh, um, I think, I think it, it all worked out. Yeah. I think it would have worked out either way. What about your relationships after that? Uh, Like, the, with your family and different things like that? Like, um, that must have changed the game. Yeah, for sure. I definitely secluded myself. Like, before, I, I can remember myself before... And, like, I can remember myself for the, pe- for the past, like, three or four or five years, you know? Mm-hmm. But, like I said, um, I just secluded myself. I didn't, like, I had relationships, but I wasn't all the way in. I wasn't all the way committed. My my relationship with my mom didn't, it wasn't good at mm-hmm. all. It, it really wasn't. And that was just for a few years until, like, I don't know. I just had to check myself, to be honest. I had to, t- like, all through high school, I I it's hard to think about like how how were you doing this right. before you grew and before like i was probably a little asshole a little negative asshole right you know what i'm saying so it it affected my relationships but it, luckily i had you know good coaches really good coaches that uh were father figures to me mm-hmm. and uh were able to break through that a little more and now i'm getting better with relationships yeah, yeah. i definitely think i'm growing and getting better with relationships it sucks that i had to break some relationships and you know, you know, do some like some dirt because right. I was going through some shit. But like, like I said, that's the only way we're gonna, we're gonna. Yeah, uh, and that's grow. all. That's all chapters. Like people who come and go in your life, I personally believe are just as important sometimes as the people who stick around. Mm. Yeah. You know what I mean? You need those people. No, yeah, you sure. need those people to come in and out for good and bad. You know, those people like those people who are great in your life that you lose, that you wish you had. And, and then when you do form a good and solid relationship, you always revert back to that and you don't want to lose and you cherish the relationships that you have now. And then the other ones who you just learn from, you're like, yeah, mm. yeah, red flag, pimp, <laughs> fuck that yeah. guy yeah. or chick or yeah. whatever the case may be. Yeah. You got Are you in a relationship right now? Yeah, I'm in a relationship. Yeah. Sh- she's down with you fighting. Yeah, she's down. It it gets tough with the training because I have to train my ass off, and sometimes. Do you think you're going to the top? 
For sure. Yeah, 100%. Is it important? Was it, I, I always want to ask him, is it, do you think it's important that you grab, like you're like kind of like Conor McGregor, you're with somebody who's in you with you with the trenches uh, before you hit Excalibur, you know, yeah. before you hit El Dorado? I can't talk about El Dorado, you know, a viewpoint, but it, it's nice to, you know, be grounded at some point in life because the fight game is so up in the air. You're, like I said, I don't know when I'm fighting. I'm just training. I'm just showing up twice a day, hours on end, just showing up, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. So it's nice to have something. You're like, okay, cool. I got this. Right. For sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's nice, but it depends on how bad you want it. Like girl or no girl, if, if I want to be a, a world champion, I'll be a right. world champion. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I feel that. Catalyst in your corner, though, is important. Yeah, it's yeah, important for sure. I don't like. give a fuck what anybody says. A female's got pussy got that fucking power. 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 All power, the power. Son. All the Some power. Some say the most power. All, I, I would fuck. I got, I, got, I got some big weapons in this house, yeah. and pussy's got the power, bro. I'm dead serious, bro. I'm telling you, dude. They'll, 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 they'll oh, get you. Yeah, they'll get, sure. And it's just oh, like, absolutely. it don't matter. It don't matter. <laughs> it can go se- both ways, though. Segue. Dude just can't handle it. Mm-hmm. Like I don't care how awesome and pure-hearted you are. Yeah. Like I'm like okay, cool podcast. This is gonna be perfect. We'll be professional. I'll set the whole thing up. And oh, a girl got out of the car the other day, and I was just like, bite your tongue, bite your tongue, eyes up, eyes up. Everyone stay <laughs> yeah. focused. Everyone stay focused. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm like laying in my, I'm like laying in my bed post podcast, like mm. just DM her. Just fucking <laughs> DM her. Just DM yeah. her, bro. That's yeah. That's I got that power, man. That's real crypt shit. That's what it's I'm saying. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It can go both ways. You can mm. get held. Like Dustin Poirier, who's fighting tomorrow, and Connor, you just mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, his girl, Dustin's girl, drove him to his, his very first fight, and now he's gonna make two million. Tomorrow, right. Probably, yeah. Something like yeah. That. You want some? You want somebody that's in your corner? Yeah. I, like you said, it can also take you the wrong way. Big you, facts. You, you, that power can distraction. Because I've seen, yeah. I've seen females who are like you know, and I'm not trying to bag on females, but I'm gonna go ahead and bag on you fucking females. Um, you know, there'll be times like, you know, you're at the gym, you know, six hours a day or like when you have free time, you go to the gym instead of spending time with me or whatever, mm. whoop de woo this, that, and the other. Mm. Um, and it's just, and it's distracting, you know what I mean? And it can be, it can be a leech and a succulent for, mm. for your time and your energy. You know what I'm saying? I think having a woman who understands the bigger picture and appreciates the bigger picture and admires you for chasing that dream is like more important than anything else. Cause I've had girls I've dated who are just like, oh, you don't spend enough time with me. I'm just like, I'm fucking working. Like, everything I do is making myself better, which in turn is mm-hmm. making you better. Like, yeah, I'm working yeah. with you in mind. Right. What I'm doing right now is helping our future. This isn't me being selfish with my time. This is mm-hmm. me making sure I can provide for you down the road, whatever the case may be. I've also had other women who are just like, don't you fucking dare skip practice to come hang out with me. Like, no, I'm not fucking up what you got going on. Right. I like you because of who you are and what you do. I'm not going to get in the way of that. Yeah. Don't fuck up your character. Don't fuck up what you got going on at my expense. Like, I see a lot of people going like industries as well because, like, you know, like, I could never, I could never fathom what, like, I see the fights, I'll see the fight tomorrow, but I could never fathom what behind closed doors is. You mm-hmm. could sit here till you're blue in the face. And tell me all about it mm-hmm. and everything that you go through on a daily basis. But I'll never be able to even tap in to that. Yeah, you definitely. know what I mean? So getting somebody who kind of understands it. And that kind of goes for goes for everything. But like when you kind of have an outsider who that's like that's like that's what I believe a hater is. I feel like a hater is somebody who doesn't hasn't done their research, doesn't understand the industry that you're in, mm-hmm. doesn't understand what you're doing and isn't willing to educate themselves. You know what I mean? Someone who's a like, a, and then you have a critic. Someone who does understand the industry mm-hmm. and is still on your head. You know, mm-hmm. knows what's going on behind closed doors. Those are two like very, very different complexes. Yeah, and there's definitely. a lot of women who are haters out there, not because they're mm-hmm. bad people, but they just don't they're fucking just know. That's what most haters are. They're just ignorant yeah. to the situation. Also, uh, <laughs> speaking about relationships, what do you guys think? 
I think it drives me fucking crazy because, like, you know, like, I work pretty long hours. You've worked at FedEx long enough. Mm-hmm. You see how fucking wild it can get. Mm-hmm. You know, you could walk in thinking one thing one day. Perfect. Everything's good. Three yeah. o'clock start time. And you just get bitch slapped with yeah. contingency. And yeah, you're there till 930 yeah. or 10 or whatever. Yeah. Or it's going to supposed to be the hardest day in the world. And it's three o'clock and you get in there. And by five o'clock, they're like, we're waiting for cut. trailers. Like, yeah. Huh? Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, but like going and grinding and, and working and, and climbing in your industry, whatever it is, like that shit makes me hella happy. Mm-hmm. Like doing that on a daily basis, a 15 hour shift or like overcoming something that's extremely tough like that shit makes me happy. And doing those things makes me happier, which would make me happier in my relationships. And sometimes I feel like, you know, like uh, I wish that there was I wish that there was more females. I would respect that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And be like, if that's what's making you happy i need you happy here when you're when you're here so if instead of if i make you only quit your job and get an eight hour a day job and now i have six more hours a day with you but you're fucking miserable like Mm. who wins in that situation because we're gonna break up yeah i'm gonna piss you off you're gonna piss me off and i get robbed of what i was doing yeah for sure i think uh i think people just have like a people don't appreciate hard work these days yeah and like for me personally like that's how like that's my judgment that's my scale like yeah I appreciate hard work and that's other people judge other things, you know, monetary things and things like that. But I appreciate hard work in in all aspects. Yeah. So so definitely, you know, I would appreciate my girl. Also dudes do that. that shit too. Oh yeah. No, that's Niggas what I'm saying. Oh, that's what too, I was saying. Bro. I was saying Big in facts. general. Yeah, oh yeah. In general. Just a, just sure. a tidbit, because I, re- <laughs> I was like, y'all be acting like I'm like, damn, I'm about to lose all my bitches right yeah. now. You know what I mean? <laughs> but dudes be, dudes be, dudes be worse yeah. sometimes. Sometimes dudes be worse. Like, That's yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah sometimes dudes be more bitch than yeah. bitches. Yeah. People, yeah. Pe- uh, bitches. Big, big facts, like people think I'm shallow and shit, but I be looking yeah. for females who look, make more money than me. I want oh, you to make more money than me. Like, go yeah, get it. Sure. Oh, man, I'm so sorry. I got to cancel. I'm like, go make your bread. I don't give yeah, a fuck. Yeah, like, I'm going to play Fortnite. I don't yeah. Like, if you cancel on me and you're female and you have something that's probably more important than a dinner, mm. I could give a fuck. Yeah, you know what sure. I mean? Like, all I got to do is roll up a fucking backwood in the next <laughs> two hours. I'm chilling. Yeah. yeah before you know? I dreamed about this company, I dreamed about me? being a stay-at-home dad, so. Bro, you, you're the worst, bro. Time flies so fast when you come on the podcast. <laughs> it's crazy, bro. I love it. I love it. Well, it's just like, like a continuous conversation. I feel like we both get riled up for the same exact things, too. Very similar mindsets and outlooks. And but I don't, I, I don't, but I'm sorry. I'm going to interrupt you because yeah. I don't want to run off that topic because mm-hmm. I, it was kind of going to come into mm-hmm. uh, what you got going on, what you got going on. I am mm-hmm. a firm believer. I, I listen to Kevin Hart speak a lot, mm-hmm. and I love Kevin Hart. And Kevin Hart is one of the biggest people who is like, I did not. Like, I need a team. Mm. Like, I need people in my corner. You know what I mean? Like, there are people who can do it, you know, by themselves. But I think people need to invest as much in the people that are around them that are going to help get there as much as they do themselves almost. You know what I mean? And, like, if you ain't got somebody in your corner, you're fucked. Like you said, Mm. your father passes at 13. You lean on the people around you. You know, Mm -hmm. that's, like, every adversity stricken. And it comes in. And pussy's got the power, females. Mm -hmm. So, like, that could be the biggest Catalyst, like your girl's yeah. down for you. Yeah. She pushes you. Yeah. She definitely. wants you to get it, mm-hmm. bro. I guarantee you. Like I'm sure you're you're probably the the fucking king tut of fuck mountain. But if you didn't, <laughs> if you didn't Some say that, if you yeah. didn't somebody, <laughs> that's actually what they all I've say. Been, been that's what they all say. Actually, don't forget I'm pro. If you bro. look me up on Yelp. I mean, that's yeah. what pops up. So. <laughs> but for real, if you didn't have if you didn't have that, like how how nice mm-hmm. is that? You know what yeah. I mean? Like you got that catalyst. You have mm-hmm. something that you have something in your life that will like push you. That's your closest relationship. Mm-hmm. It's intimate. You know what I mean? Like, there's just a different level between like a, a like a 
Like your mom and your female. Like there's a different type of intimacy, yeah, obviously. I would <laughs> I hope. Yeah. Depending on what state you live yeah. in. Yeah, uh, I think having a supportive woman in your life, like sometimes is the biggest fucking blessing absolutely ever. Like someone who understands you on a different level, someone who understands your failures, your stresses, your insecurities, and supports you and fucking appreciates the bigger picture and appreciates the dream and is willing to sacrifice that time with you to ensure that you are happy in your own aspect and you're happy with everything you got going on. I mean, if I got to work too late and the girl's upset about it, like, I'm sorry. Like, this is how I pay my bills. This is what I do. This is what I, this is my life. This is who I am. Yeah. You know, especially when a girl's just like, this is your... I've had to push dates before. Or like, hey, like, business meeting came up. This is now. I'm sorry. I got to knock this out. Like, by all fucking means. Like, fuck me. Go reschedule. Like, no, we can't hang out any other fucking time. Yeah. And I think that comes back to them appreciating who you really are. You know what I'm saying? So having a woman who understands that I'm a fighter, I'm a business owner, I'm whatever the fuck I am, I'm a musician... This is what I do because it makes me happy. Well, if they truly want to make you happy, they're gonna let you keep on doing that. And more than anything, they're just. And as that a fighter, too. as a fighter personally, it's like, hey, bro, if I don't go to practice, mm-hmm. I'm gonna get choked out in front of my mom again. Yeah. So yeah. it's like I'm yeah. still gonna go to practice. Yeah, like yeah. If, I, if I don't bring my A game, mm-hmm. I could die. Yeah, there's yeah. serious. It's not. Like, yeah, there's mm-hmm. serious consequences like, that come from me not not putting in the work. Yeah, yeah. like it, it's different. Like you, you get mad because you're an executive administrator and you had to stay because the printer got fucking jammed and there was and there was yeah. no ink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's that's it's very a different, different. You know, a little bit. Like I need to go. I need to go catch up on my admin work. I'm going in on Saturday. It's like okay, you could not do that and have a long Monday. Like I could just skip a weekend before the fight, and then someone knocks my fucking head off. Yeah, that's yeah, a game changer. It's, it's ugly. It's bad. That shit is <laughs> shit yeah, is sketch, bro. I think that like it's the complete opposite of having like a hater or a critic. It's just that it's someone who has to completely understand what it is you're doing, or at least understand it to the point where they appreciate what you're doing and support it, and like. Realize how critical your decisions right. are. You homies too, homies yeah. oh, do that shit too. Absolutely. Like I keep, I'm on some real crip shit. Like my circle is tight as fuck mm-hmm. and very small because, one, they come and go, and like, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. Like I'm sure, like, good friends are good friends, but when you start mm-hmm. to blow up or you're, you know, whatever the case may be, your life mm-hmm. starts to change or, you know, different aspects of your life change. Haters come out quick. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Backdoor, mm-hmm. backdoor haters too, bro. Mm-hmm. Those are the fucking worst. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, sometimes the people who are cheering you on the loudest, like, I think the biggest thing that happened to me, like, when I realized, like, not all of my friends are my fucking friends is, like, when I stopped drinking entirely and my phone didn't ring for fucking three months, and I was just like, yo, what the fuck? Like, I was everywhere. I couldn't, I wasn't home enough fucking prior. Now that I'm not, like, fucking buying everybody drinks, all of a sudden I'm like, my company's not appreciated anymore. Mm -hmm. So it was just like, fucking, you realize who your drinking buddies are and who your Mm -hmm. fucking friends are. And another thing, too, is, like, this has always been my dream to have this like company. You know right. what I'm saying? So having close friends I've known since the fucking cradle, like fucking elementary school days, who don't still don't support. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who won't fucking throw a retweet up, who won't do anything like that. It's like, yo, I've always been supportive of everything my friends my friends have ever done. You know what I'm saying? I've always been the loudest fucking cheer, the loudest supporter. So to not have that reciprocated, I don't take it personally, but it's almost just like I know who's not clapping for me. Right. You know what I mean? Like, sure. 100% understand who's not clapping for me. And that people will halfway support you and tell you they fuck with you but won't do anything to help or fucking, like, push you any farther whatsoever. All they want to do is take your time up and go back to the shit you used to do. Like, I don't kick it with my friends a lot anymore. And it sucks. But there's people I have to love from a distance to make sure I don't fall off track and I don't stop doing what I'm doing. Because but that's a, that's a good thing, Pimp, because I think between every, every single relationship, whether it be... Family, friends, girlfriend, whatever. There's a table in between you, mm. 
And if you ain't bringing nothing to the table, then you shouldn't have that relationship. And some people take it salty as fuck, Mm -hmm. but like, I wish more people like, just let bygones be bygones. Like we had a killer chapter, yo, Mm -hmm. we killed it. And I'll never forget some of the things that we did, but you ain't bringing nothing to the table for me no more. Kind of like, kind of like what the homies did. Like we're, we're, their motive and their money motivation was to go out and get fucked up at second street and watch Vatos do karaoke until two o'clock in the morning. And then you wasn't doing that no more. You, you don't bring nothing to their table. So like, you know, it, it, I, I wish there was more of like the mutual, Mm. like, all right, I get it. We had a good run. You learned Mm. a lot. They don't remember a lot. Yeah, we move on. Those people are unfulfilled and they're grumpy because they're not doing nothing Mm -hmm. with their lives. They're they're a little grumpy because you're chasing your dreams. And if they were chasing a dream, I promise you they wouldn't be hating. Yeah, yeah, because you're growing and now, like, you don't offer them anything on the table, but you have more at your table. Yeah. Haters. Yeah, that'll make make someone insecure. And the people who do come show up and they show up every fucking day. Like I'm saying, like, seeing the work ethic all these guys have immediately I was just like this is my fucking team like yeah. this is who I'm gonna build it with like these people are all fucking dogs they're all fucking grinders and one way or another we're all headed the same direction we all got the same fucking goals for the most part you know what I'm saying big facts if it's not the same goals they align when we can all help each other and I believe that with like relationships between friendships as well is you have to have a covalent bond it has to be beneficial for each person involved otherwise one person's losing out or one person's being used did you say covalent bond through biology in there because someone google that that to make sure he used it correctly this fucking podcast is blowing up bro (laughs) but like when you came on the show pimp bro like you had you were like Yo, man, like, you know, I got a lot of people. I could probably get you some guests. I'm like, sweet. Let's do, let's talk about TTVRD and this, you know, like, you got something to bring to the table. We can swap, you know? I'm like, you know, oh, girl, come. Like, I can blow up your page. You just bring that ass to that house. (laughs) 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 Nigga, I am hooked on phonics, bro. The dog park. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, fucking dog park, bro. That shit was that power, man. We just talked about it. <laughs> bro, it's, it's like, like, yo, this isn't even me. Like, what the fuck am I doing? Mm. Oh, I be, <laughs> nah, I'm just kidding. Bro, bro I be, yeah, I be I, acting sideways too sometimes. I'll be on a date and I'm like, yeah, I'll say something like, no, nah, one thing about me, no, no, no. One thing about me is like, I've, I've never, I've never faked it. I've never, I've never let a woman convince me to do something I don't want to do. You've never faked it for females? Huh? You've never faked it for females? Oh High school. Oh, okay, my no, God, God, oh, oh my God, bro. Oh my God, bro. Okay, f- maybe I've, I've listened to some country songs I really didn't like. But I, I, <laughs> you sing along to those country songs. Hell yeah. Holy shit, thanks for the track. Oh, you're sexy. <laughs> and I'm in the back like, hell yeah, yeah. brother. Oh, brother, brother. Yeah. <laughs> Take no, the like, Daisy okay. Duke down. Well, how about this? Like, well, I'll change the book. I've never had a successful relationship where I've had a fake what, I'm, ah, what my interests are. Uh, you know what I'm saying? That's, that's the difference. That is true. But so, sometimes for successful intercourse, you must mm-hmm. fake it till you make it. Well, or if enter your it. goal is just intercourse and not longevity, absolutely. That's Very a, true. That's Very a winning true. formula. But like, if Which I'm, we don't condone, of course. Which not, we, I would no. never condone. Look, if you see my dick soft and you meet my parents, we're married. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh-uh. I can't have you out here oh talking about... <laughs> oh, my God. If we have showered together... And you met my family? No, nah, we're we're a couple now. Well, fuck no. <laughs> That's a big moment. Yeah. For every man. Yeah. For every man. Like oh, yeah. you drop drawers and you know that shit's off and they're mm-hmm. just like Still, or like waking fuck. up, waking up next to him, next to him, at seven a.m. the next day. Like, yo, you still like me, right? I was <laughs> in a pool. I was in a pool. <laughs> was that AC on yeah. last night? It was yeah. so chilly up in here. 
Oh my gosh, that shit's hilarious. Okay, here we go. Segway, okay, since we're on the topic of dicks. I have been trying to... This podcast has got no limits, bro. I'm sure we'll get back to fighting. Yeah. Right? Everybody hang tight. I have been trying for the last like four months to get my hands on Viagra. What are your thoughts? Go for it. Why not? Wait, why Viagra? There's probably easier ways. Go to 7-Eleven. Get one well, of those Viagra is like the Viagra's top notch... Oh, yeah, the best. Man. What are your thoughts? Run it. <laughs> Might as well. Fuck Run it. it, right? Run it. Yo, Leave her birthday. Look, it's the gift that keeps on giving. You know what I'm saying? I've had females. $10 to give her a very memorable fucking night. You know what I'm Why is it so hard for you to get? You, you have to, like, it's not like over the Viagra sh- prescribed. Is, Viagra oh, yeah. Is prescribed by a doctor. It's Do Blue Chew. I'll be hearing them on podcasts. Blue Chew? Blue Chew. Oh, Blue Chew? Yeah, it's like. This nigga's been researching. He has even. <laughs> it's a 21. He's been Googling shit. for Central Link. <laughs> No, no. The reason why, but, well, Viagra is like one. It's it's clinically the healthiest, mm-hmm. and it's the most effective. But I've had females who give me pushback. They're like, "That's disrespect, whoop de woo," and I'm like, yeah. "Fuck all that noise! Like, why wouldn't you take it as a compliment? Like, let's say, chill out before you get murked on. I was saying came on you. I was saying came on you. You got, you know, you got, like you said, a birthday, or you're going on on a big date. You guys are together. Mm-hmm. And you already, you know, we're young. We've been fucking it up. We have times when we're fucking it up. But mm-hmm. it's a guarantee. Like, if I knew, okay, you guys have both had those nights when you've woken up the next morning and been like, I have no idea how I did that. Like, yeah. I was oh, literally yeah. beating you up for mm-hmm. four and a half hours. Str- I have no idea yeah. how I did that. Cardio-wise, sure. mm-hmm. blood in my dick-wise, yeah, fucked through sure. a nut and stayed hard like yeah. three times. I don't know, All right? Is, Mind yeah. blown. You don't say that to her, but you think that. So, th- but like, if I knew that was gonna happen the entire day, my confidence. Oh, okay, I see where you're going. Like, I if I were going. to take you, like, we'll go out, we'll go see a show, and then we'll get dinner, and then we'll do whatever. You know, we'll go, you know, whatever. It'll you're be this big around. starry night. Yeah. My confidence level, knowing that at nine thirty, I'm popping a pill, and in a half an hour, I'm fucking that shit. Like, the best sex that you're gonna get is a guarantee. My oh, confidence so. level as a man on a date mm. is through the roof. You got to be yeah. ready for the fallback, though, because that you're going to have to be consistent with that because then you, you raise the bar too high. No, no, bro. You get her oh. in on it. Oh, you leave her. Yeah, you forget no, about no, her. You, oh, no. what? Oh, what? <laughs> oh, what? Oh, what? Oh, what? Just, just ghost her. Fuck her for four like, hours. She ain't waking up. Yeah, I'm going to give her the best dick of her life and then never call her again. No, bro, but how dope would it be if your lady was like, was about it? Yeah. How would she act too? How happy would your female be oh, on a sure. date knowing that she about to just get the fucking thizness in a couple hours? All right, so I've had a couple experiences. One of them, it was just like, let's hurry up and go the fuck home because I know what the fuck's going to happen. I've right, had right. that happen before. I've also had a girl be like, you need that? Like, you're not attracted to me? I'm like, no, 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 here's the deal. I'm very attracted to you. Yeah, you guys so are old much men. So You guys are older than me. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I, Whoa, I mean, bro. Whoa, I got more bro. life experience Give me a you. couple years. I'll, I'll, I'll hop in on this conversation. <laughs> I was going to say. I'm yeah. lively, homie. Dude. Give me a few years. Like, you think, I'll pop one right what now. What are you, 21? <laughs> 21, yeah. Bro. The way your dick will work when you're 28 will blow your mind. Like, you <laughs> think, your dick, you, think you got A-game dick right that's now? False, bro. Yeah, yeah, False, that's bro. What I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. I'll continue yeah. this conversation in a couple years. Uh, to, to the other point of that is like I've had the opposite happen too where a girl's just like, oh, you're, you're not attracted to me? Like, no, no, no. I'm so attracted to you that I'm going to give you 12 minutes. Yeah. If you want more than that, I'm going to have to fucking pop a pill. I'm and sh- that's yeah. why because I want you to be pleased. Yeah. I want you to be pledged. Like, I'm very much a giver when it comes to like making love. Like I, he just I'm said making good. love. <laughs> I said making love. My bad. 
Wait, no, fuck you. I'm not going to apologize to say Megan Love. I'm not going to apologize. Yeah, you talk about popping Viagra. I'm not, okay, I'm, okay. When I'm trying to make some love. I'm not going to pop a Viagra for a random. Like, I'm, 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 I'm no, only popping Viagra for a random. Yo. Popping Viagra is like like second base after roses. Like, it's true. It's, okay, that's I wouldn't that's pop fair. a Viagra for a girl. I wouldn't buy flowers for it. That's, like, fair. that's <laughs> fair. That's fair. That's fair. That's yeah. That's you. That's gotta be. That's gotta be your bitch. Yeah. Your bottom that's, bitch. That's, like that's gotta be the my one girl. And I'm trying to make sure my girl has a great fucking time. And I'm gonna now buy an insurance policy mm-hmm. that's gonna make sure she's gonna have a great fucking time. You know yeah. What I'm you tell her I am attracted to you. I'm attracted mm-hmm. to that fuck face too, and I want to see it, that shit for hours. Hours. Get a nice telly, bro. Get that yeah. junior suite in some tall ass building in a stupid yeah. ass city that nobody fucking cares about or whatever you're doing. Oh. You know what I mean? Do it big. If we're oh, buying yeah. a hotel, I'm buying a Viagra. If we're going to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, if sure. we're going to Paris, yeah. I'm gonna have a bag full yeah. of blue pills, bro. Bottles. <laughs> Bottles. Bottles of that shit. I'm gonna disrespect some furniture. Hell in this yeah. Like if it, if I have an erection for over four hours and my girl's asleep, I'm not calling the doctor, bro. I'm yeah. going to get her a Red Bull. I'm, w- <laughs> I'm waking her ass up. We are in this yeah. shit together. <laughs> and you are going to be my teammate. Like, honey, I know you got the day off tomorrow. We planned this, and I did too. I'm very well prepared right now. So I'm this actually is prepared for four more hours. Right. <laughs> I, I be on some I be on some tactical shit too, because I was like, I feel like you could, if you to used it right, you could make a trip. Like, let's say you had like a, fr- like a Friday, Saturday, Sunday trip, right? And then, you know, you get in Friday, you do a dinner, whatever the case may be, you guys have a night, you know? And then like Saturday... Or not, no. Friday you get in, you do you do your big date, right? Friday night. But boy, just got a street fight. You know, you go out to dinner. Let's say you're at New York. You go to the Big Apple. You're walking around. You go to the, you go to Madison, uh, you know, you go to the garden. You're going to the park. You go back to the telly. You pop a pill and you beat her fucking guts up for four hours. That pussy is going to be wrecked. And so is your dick Saturday and yeah, Sunday. Yeah. So then it's no pressure. Like the... Mm-hmm. The sex that we have Saturday, Sunday is whatever. Now we get to go out and like exhaust ourselves with mm-hmm. touristy stuff, and we're not worried about when we get back. And there's none of that pressure because we already, we already, we already handled that noise. Mm-hmm. Bro, I'm telling you, you it's like a stress about, reliever. You think about this often, huh? These trips I, and this biography. I, I think about wooing women. I get it. A lot, mm-hmm. a lot. As a man. As a man. Yeah. yeah. Like my, like I, I. It's <laughs> this is about to get canceled off this shit, nigga. <laughs> Like I lo- I love it. I, I I find I find joy in trying to like woo women. Like I go after lesbians yeah. all the time. Yeah. His sure. mother. His mother is a lesbian. Wow. Yeah, tag him back. Game, I'm like huh? Darth Maul, bitch. That I'll boy. bring the hoe to the dark side hey. real quick. I've done that once. Only once. Another Best feeling in the world. Yeah. I was three it's, inches oh, taller the next so, day. Oh, I was three so inches taller the next day. I got a <sighs> it's it's better than getting a haircut, by all means. I'm fucking looking in the mirror like, you know what? Mm-hmm. I am fucking handsome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't need. Yeah, I don't care what my ex is saying. <laughs> I'm fucking. I'm still that man right now. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I do think about that shit. But like, kind of like full circle, I think about that shit because like, you know, if you do have a woman and you are thinking like that, and even though it does sound like kind of shallow because it's like physical, I think I do believe that the physical aspect of relationship is just as important as the emotional and cognitive. Right? It may oh, not sure. have the most weight to it, but. Very, very important. So when you're thinking like that and you're doing those things, like if you can eliminate that one aspect and you can yeah, focus on the sure. cognitive and the spiritual and you know and the emotional, like that's yeah. a that's a game changer. Yeah, know, you know what I'm saying? It's, and they be talking about they, you know they're talking about it to their friends. You oh, know. Yeah. Oh, so then sure. if everything doesn't that's work my, out that's my goal is just the friend talk. Yeah. <laughs> that's my main goal is just positive friend talk the next yeah. day. You know, I'm bro? more fucked up. I'm like, because I know yeah. if we break up and one of her friends sees me, I'm like, you know. No, yeah, no, yeah, not yeah, even yeah. that. You remember, you remember. You remember that. You remember. When, when their friends meet you for the first time, oh, I, I, 
heard nothing but good things about you. Like, I bet you have. I bet you have. But on the flip, though, I've had some flings, bro. I have some moments in my life when I pull the one hitter quitter. And they hate the one minute man. And she leaves, and I'm like, oh my God. She's going to tell everybody. Oh, Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) Oh, God. That's the worst feeling in the world, especially if it's a one night stand. One night stand, you pull a one minute man. Yeah. Ooh, oh, what do you say? Nah. Tough. I'm sorry. Yeah, it's tough. <laughs> not every girl's gonna take it as a compliment. I'll tell you no. that right now. <laughs> yeah, some some will get angry. Some will oh, get very man. violent. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I got into fighting. <laughs> yeah, got into, try me. Gotta defend myself. Yeah. Try me. Try me. I'm well prepared. This nigga's got three domestic batteries against him. <laughs> oh, Poor guy. Yo, so, oh my god, what was that joke? Someone told me this was like like. What do you, why do you love jujitsu so much? And I was just talking shit. And I was like, honestly, my favorite part of jujitsu, like, especially when I was doing it with my girlfriend at the time, is I got to beat the fuck out of her and not go to jail. Right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I was kidding. I did. I was that, that was a joke. That, that was him. okay. That was, that was all, right, all right. All right. We all know it was him. We all know it was a joke. That was like edgy comedy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But no, it has to be. I do love that edgy comedy, cases. though. Yeah. You know? you know what I'm saying? Like, if you want that equality, you want that paycheck like a man, you better yeah. take one to the chin like yeah. one, too. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? Jiu-jitsu is a little nicer too. You could be like, you can manipulate their body yeah. and fucking pussy should all them out though. all pussy should train jujitsu because you learn how to absorb the blow. You know what I'm uh, saying? Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, sure. Cam- <laughs> Cancels. <And laughs> right when we leave here, Cancels like, bro, I don't think we should have been. Really <laughs> Don't worry, I have the power to edit. And I also send the episode to both you guys beforehand, so I wouldn't taint anybody's image. I think the endurance of being an athlete definitely fucking helps you. Oh, yeah. Look at my fat ass right now, bro. There'll be times I'm just like, she's like, you want to? I'm like, no. I probably could, but I really really don't. Everything hurts. I'm tired. I'm sweating on myself and you. (laughs) It's gross. It's gross. My sheets are fucked. (laughs) I'm going to have to sleep on this shit. Can you leave? And before you leave, will you grab me something out of the fridge? Like, it's hard out here for a dad bod, bro. Oh, yeah. You know, fuck. Uh, I'll pop the window open first. It's like heat. You yeah. know, get that cool breeze coming in. You know, my that's room's. A, that's immediate. Yeah. <laughs> I did a tour of the apartment. I was like, is that a ceiling fan? <laughs> this is a security deposit? No, man. Cash. I was like, I was like, Frank Lucas. <laughs> American gangs like I'll take it cash hey actually here's another 200 you're yeah. not gonna be able to cover with that do me a favor and put one of those bitches in the spare room yeah. too for me sweetheart <laughs> go, buy, go buy yourself a nice AC oh man shit is lit bro shit is lit <laughs> oh my god we're so we're so fucking far off track it's yeah. my favorite thing about a podcast bro yeah. sometimes it gets lit as fuck <laughs> so uh I'm gonna go back to fighting can, can we go back to fighting sure. Cam's yeah. ready to go back yeah. to fighting Cam's like <laughs> Jesus Christ man. Like, crazy <laughs> <laughs> we just aged ourselves. Eddie, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a young aged buddy. the fuck out oh, of man. That You just went into like almost 30 locker room talk right there. Yeah, oh, yeah I was I was kind of sitting back. Sitting back. Yeah. I was like, yeah. it don't work. What? Yeah. Yeah. what? Sure. Not that it doesn't work. It's just it's temperamental sometimes. Right. <laughs> it just picks and chooses. Yeah, absolutely. It's very picky. It's, yeah, I get it's it. It's a refined taste. All right, so we all got different styles of, uh, of, of what we're talking about. Let's talk about <laughs> styles. Segway, segway, segway. <laughs> Um, no, seriously though, but like, uh, uh, so when you're, when you're training, you have a huge background in, in wrestling, mm-hmm. right? Now, do you have different coaches for different styles? Like I've heard, I've just listened to, I don't know much about fighting, but I've listened to like how someone will have a striking coach and someone will have a ground game yeah. coach. What about, do a lot of fighters have coaches that like, um, do, are most coaches like ex athletes? 
who have been in it and done it? Yeah, most of them. Yeah, most of them. There are some. There are, that's actually something I've been thinking about. Like with all my coaches, all my coaches have like done what I'm trying to do at the highest level. Mm-hmm. So I've been really lucky with that. But also on the flip side, there's some people who haven't done it and are just as passionate. Right. And like I'm, I'm down with passion. Right. If you're super mm-hmm. passionate about it and you know your shit, then. Like, let's, let's do it. But, yeah, for me, I have a, a striking coach. Uh, Zach Bennell taught me all my striking. And then uh, Kelly Anderson, who's the head coach of my gym. Because uh, I was listening to someone. What do you think about this? Like, because usually, like most sports, someone who's been there, done that, is a great coach to have. And, I'm, and obviously, probably is a fighting. But, like, when it comes to fighting, let's say one of your coaches who's done it at the highest level, they had something that they leaned on or was their favorite or something that they believe is mm-hmm. the most effective. Mm-hmm. And I think it was I think I was listening to Joe Rogan. He was talking about how some of the best coaches in um, in UFC right now and, and jujitsu coaches are the ones who haven't done it. They have like no bias. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just like they've just become experts on each. They've never like competed, and it kind of like removes the emotion from. Yeah, it. there definitely is. Actually, there's like kind of a wave of really good coaches that they haven't done that. That haven't like, that haven't. Yeah, done like it. I'm pretty sure like Dustin Poirier's coach doesn't. I don't think he's fought not mm-hmm. at a super high level. I don't think Conor McGregor's coach has fought at a super high level. Um, <coughs> yeah, that that is kind of a wave, and I could see it working. You just they just have to be balls deep in the game. Right, they just right. have to know their shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? I think like the same aspect of like picking and choosing your coaches too. Like I think as a coach's job, like I had a really really awesome fucking wrestling coach. He didn't teach us his style of wrestling. He taught us everything he knew about wrestling. Right. He was very very knowledgeable. So I think that was important and helped growing everyone in the room as opposed to trying to mold everyone in the yeah, room. Because right. that is a problem so, in fighting. That right. is a problem. Like, I was the best because I was the best striker. You're yeah. going to be the best striker. Yeah, for well, sure. Even, That's a, yeah, for sure. Even right. that or just like, a, like a, a chain of moves. You know what I'm saying? Like like 5 plus 5 is 10, so is 2 plus 8. You know what I'm saying? There's more than 100 fucking ways to get to a victory. Right. And mm-hmm. it's what's best for you as an individual as opposed to a coach who's going to teach everyone the exact same way and these this is what worked for me this is what I'm going to teach you you know it's not a one way thing like the more knowledgeable you are as a fighter grappler whatever the more you have in your arsenal the more better you're prepared for people who are equally as technical right. equally as in shape just because you know more like yeah, when sure. you're head to head neck to neck in skill and technicality and endurance it's going to come down to knowledge it's going to come down to who knows more who's been there with experience as well yeah. who's been in this position before do you know what to do when you get to this point like no, because this is a style my coach never taught me, as opposed to, yes, because I've learned everything I can about this. Yeah. So I think knowledge is definitely a big fucking part. And again, like giving the fighter the options. You know? right. Let him choose what he wants to do. Let him choose what he's confident and comfortable doing, what mm-hmm. he knows how to do best, as opposed to forcing him to learn just this one method that's worked for me. Right. So I think that's a huge thing. And I think it's also a good thing. Like, I've worked with like, quite a few of different like grappling instructors. None of them teach the same shit, but most of them teach everything they know right they don't just go this is my style this is what i do this is what all my fighters gonna do it's i'm gonna prepare you as best i can for anything any situation so as opposed you, to here's my method do you believe you could hit a ceiling with your coach then for sure yeah, yeah for sure well you can hit a ceiling yeah definitely like do do uh, in the industry like do do fighters change their coaches a lot no but i think uh, at that point it you could hit a ceiling if your coach hits a ceiling. You know what I'm saying? If if your coach is willing to grow with you and alongside of you and adapt, right? Without you know that that ego wall that that they don't want to break through because of, this is what I do. This is how I like to you know whatever. Right. Um. I think that that's kind of relevant to have you, coaches. Have you seen that? Have you seen like coaches that kind of uh, 
will lean towards what their preference is instead of yeah. like what your strengths are as a yeah as a fighter. One hundred percent. Coaches that you've had, you don't have to say names. One hundred percent. Say names. Just kidding. One hundred percent. Say names. Yeah. No. I mean. Well, yeah. 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 But I get it. How many like, coaches have you had? Uh, like how many coaches have you gone through? Not not a lot. Not a lot. Like I, when I talk about my coaches, I talk about like my wrestling coach. I had one main wrestling coach from when I was young, growing up, who is a big influence on my life. Then I had a solid set of football coaches mm-hmm. that taught me. Right. And then when I came over to fighting. You said I, you were jumping around, right? Like trying to find n- oh, gyms and stuff know, like, like that? Oh. I strategically kind of was trying, putting my dipping my toes in, in the water to mm-hmm. see just where I liked. Right, right. But it's not like I committed to one coach and then I was like, okay, I'm done with this coach. Right, right. It was just like I tested the I did the week trial or whatever and I was like, okay, I don't really like it here and I went to another spot. Mm-hmm. But now that I stick with my, I'm pretty solid. Like I got my coaches now, but I, that doesn't mean I don't see, right. you know, yeah. the shit that is in play. And sometimes it's got to be non-malicious, right? It's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Most of it is. Now, if you go pro, do they put? Do they have any influence or do they like put any pressure on like who is your coach and, and kind of how you're training or anything like that? Or is that sh- is that in mostly in control of the athlete? Yeah, it's, yeah, it's all athlete. Yeah? Yeah, for sure. So you could, okay. Because I didn't, you know, I didn't know like, because the industry is huge now. Mm-hmm. Like it's mat like monu-fucking-mental compared to what it was before. Yeah, for sure. And it's only grown. And I'm excited to, like, be at this stage right now. Right. Because I'm growing with the sport. Because I remember, what was that show? Ultimate Fighter. The Ultimate Fighter. Like, I remember when that first started, and I was seeing, like, Nate fucking Diaz on there. And and they were fucking nobodies, you know? And and even though they were, like, you know, I don't know. I, I only know a couple fighters. But, like, I'll look at, like, a Nate Diaz. And Nate Diaz has obviously grown a lot. But the Diaz brothers have been bad motherfuckers since... From for the a, get, for a like, long time. If UFC was as big as it is now, when that, uh, when that show started, Nate Diaz would be a star. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, for sure. So like, it's just crazy. Like, I wonder how much influence the industry has now on the athlete. Now that it's grown so big, because when you bring in billions of dollars, yeah, the influence probably comes to what we were talking about with like their persona and how they mm-hmm. act and what they say. That's right. probably what it affects, but not like everyone. Just you still got to train. You still got to train hard and. Whoever you know, they don't really care about coaching. Unless you're the Diaz brothers, though, they don't give a fuck. No, they train hard though. They're the oh, they no, I mean like persona. Oh yeah, they don't give a fuck. Those boys are stocked in through. They don't put on a show at all. But they they've been here since the since the jump when when there wasn't thousands and millions of fans. They were just fighting because they're fighters. Because they're fighters, and they're still like that. They're unique too. They're like they're vegan, and well, they eat a little bit of a little bit of fish. I think they run ultra marathons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. extremely like they they're so fucking ghetto. You would never think that there's discipline like health wise, and then also like what they do in their gym. Like they don't train at any crazy gyms or nothing like that. They hold on to all their fucking Mm -hmm. money. They're not flashy. They're like like uh what's what's the older brother's name? Uh, Nick. Nick? Like, he, yeah. he fucking still lives in Stockton. Yeah. Yeah, they both, they have a gym out there. Yeah. Like, have you ever been to Stockton? Yeah. Yeah. Who the fuck? <laughs> yeah, for Would sure. ever live in, St- bro, I anyway, drive 30 and, miles over the speed limit and, in Stockton. And Nate Diaz has that uh, Conor McGregor money two times. Right. Two times over. So, yeah. he could get He's out. He's got yeah, that shit. But they got, like, a, they got some good fighters coming up, because they started an academy in Stockton. Do they? Yeah. yeah Do they, you think they'll fight again? Nah. I would love to see Nate fight again. Uh, Nate... I still think I still think Nick could fucking walk. I, th- I think I still ah, think he could tough. walk in. I think it's tough. It's tough that they're at a. Nick was competing. This, like you said, the sport's grown so much, which means that the athletes have grown so much and the skill level has grown so much. Right. 
I feel like it was tough for him to step in and compete at a, like a high level. Right, right. Because right yeah. he was just a barbarian. Yeah. Like he was just yeah. a. And that shit don't fly. Anymore. That don't work anymore. No, nah, it don't fly no more. Nah. And then Nate, well, I think Nate went farther because Nate was the same way a barbarian, but his ground, well, game, like he was so technically sound, it was out of control. Nate went farther because Nate got a five-year suspension for smoking weed. Right, right. Yeah, I remember that's the that. Only way, that's the only reason he would have been fighting too. Right, yeah. right. I remember. And now, that. and now you saw it like just within a week, just uh, like there's no longer suspensions for marijuana. That just happened. Just happened. Yeah. Really? Because yeah. I remember, remember when Nate Diaz like lit up a CBD joint. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah, and everyone deal. freaked the yeah, fuck out. It was, yeah. it was dope. <laughs> I just think it's crazy. Like you know, I'm glad that they're doing that, but I just don't understand why it took so long. Like how, how, like how much more fucking evidence um, do you need to yeah. show that, like you know, when it comes to inflammation or just like the long term damaging effects to marijuana. It's so minuscule to some of the other legal drugs that are Alcohol. in the game. Oh, well, we all know it's just corrupt. Yeah, like I got... All, it, I, it wasn't legalized until they could tax it. They wanted their cut, and that's right. it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I got homies here in the NFL, and they're like... They think it's comical. They're like, mm. every single NFL player is on steroids. Mm. They're like, there's a there's a gang of banded uh, substances that you can't use, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then... Uh, they But they have doctors that they spend millions and millions of dollars on that will twist and move the components just a little bit mm-hmm. so they're not necessarily that drug but they're still pretty yeah. much an anabolic steroid yeah. and then they'll, and then in two years they'll, they'll ban it and then mm-hmm. they'll move another one like That's it's fucking crazy what SARMs is SARMs? SARMs like fucks with your androgen receptors it's basically illegal over the counter fucking steroids you can buy it most most like uh, not commercial fucking mm-hmm. uh, like supplement stores, but, but any like privately of- owned uh, supplement store you can buy it here in town. Really, you know, one hundred and ten dollars, and it has almost the exact same effects as steroids, but it's not technically a steroid. Right, it's a fucking steroid. It's yeah. one molecule off from being a fucking steroid, yeah. and it's, it's that uh, you know, selling it. Yeah. It's technically legal because it's not that exact formula. And sometimes the way they're adjusting it, so it's not only like let's say test or fucking whatever the fucking steroid is they'll adjust it slightly right but that shit was already perfect before they adjusted it mm-hmm. so nine times out of ten the way they're adjusting it is not bettering it yeah. it's just making it different yeah so i think the more they keep doing that shit it's just gonna fuck people up even more in the long run you know yeah. what i'm saying they can't get it legally so yeah. they're doing the next best fucking thing which may have more fucking side effects right I'm saying so they're I wish they would just dump millions into the science of it and make sure everyone does it healthy and put every single athlete on fucking steroids give the people what they want when you're getting that much revenue from their entertainment and especially football and fighting when like you can get serious repercussions from competing in it yeah put put some effort put them on steroids yeah yeah. like there's and you can do it right like I don't give a fuck what anybody says if Ronnie Coleman like the without a doubt hands down greatest bodybuilder ever like his joints and bones are completely destroyed. Yeah. Every single vertebrae in his back is fused, but his organs and With everything, football, it works. Per- oh, yeah. He's perfectly yeah. fine. Like, yeah. you can be on steroids and do it properly. Like, you see these guys in the NFL. Well, the thing is, yeah. like, steroids weren't even invented for that. They were invented to help people fucking heal. You know what I'm right. saying? They help your body heal. There's shit you can buy over the counter that people use as steroids, like YK11, Osterine, things like that. Those have medical purposes. A lot yeah. of them are, like, for people in chemo, people like who, like, cancer survivors are trying to, like, build bone density, like, yeah. repair their joints, things yeah. like that. But when you're already healthy and you're using it, it does more for you. Yeah. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it does enhance you because it's meant to Fuck rebuild yeah, you. Fuck yeah, dude. Let those fools you know juice. I'd be down. If they're taking it, fucking it gets dangerous like that every though. day. Nah, it gets dangerous, though. It gets super dangerous because if they're 
I, I agree with steroids to help you heal better, mm-hmm. but I don't agree with steroids to en- enhance your performance, especially mm-hmm. in football. Because look at these athletes already in football. 215 running four fours, yeah. mm-hmm. colliding with each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You want to boost that up? That's mm-hmm. just going to increase the brain charge. Oh, that's just gonna, and especially with fighting, too. Like, mm-hmm. steroids that are performance enhancing, like, you could really do some yeah. damage. So I agree with steroids mm-hmm. that help with pain and help heal right. and, you know, long-term effects, but I don't agree with performance enhancing right. drugs. I hear you. I don't agree, but I hear you because I'm an asshole. Unless it's basketball and baseball, dope. Cool. Right. Fucking put LeBron on everything. He probably, is on, <laughs> he probably I, is on everything, but come on. I always sat on, like, a controversial side, like, when the NFL is going through a lot of the concussion protocol and different things like that, and... uh you know, like there's, you know, I played ball at the college level and, and, uh, there's a lot of me that's like, you know, um, there's a massive reward for massive risk. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? And like, I, I do kind of like some of the rules that they've changed and they definitely have made the game safer. But, you know, I think that there's, they've gone to an extent that's tainted the game. Yeah. They overcorrected a little bit. And now with all the education, especially now with all the education that's in there, there's a lot of me that's like, if you don't, if you don't want to flip that coin, then, then don't fucking yeah, pad up. True. You know what I mean? Like if you're yeah. going to get, if there's a pot, like people on the practice squad are making 300,000 a year. Mm-hmm. If you're getting paid $2.6 million a game, then you get mm-hmm. the finest medical that you can possibly get. And I understand that's not going to protect you from concussion no matter what. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But like if that brain hits the side of the, your skull, yeah. It is what it is, yeah. but it's also like if, if you don't want to risk that, then don't fucking do it. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's it. You know what yeah, I mean? Sure. And it's like, and a lot of people are like, you know, it's not fair to the players, but if you go from high school, like high school to college, I think you know, there's like, I can't remember, I can't remember the exact number, but it's something like I think there's like, like in, at any moment, like 12 million high school football players at one time, and then in college, I think it goes down to like 250 thousand yeah. players, and then you know, you go up to the you go up to the pros and it's whatever X amount. And then you got 65 people on a roster in the pros mm-hmm. with however many teams, yeah. you know, like if they were to offer me the pros and they were telling me all the side effects, I would have went. Oh, and yeah. a lot of those players sure. are fucking oh. down. Yeah. You yeah, know what I mean? Sure. And it's like, it's like, it's just, just, just let them go. Let them go. Like this is a glad, this is a gladiator fucking sport. You don't want it. Hop in a cubicle. Yeah, someone's yeah. going to take your spot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That. That's why the NFL didn't go on strike. There was a dude talking about it when they were doing all this. Uh, uh, it was when Kaepernick was taking a knee. Mm-hmm. They're like, why don't all the players go on strike? And it was Chad Johnson. Chad Johnson's like, they can't. They'll fill the roster tomorrow. 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 You know how many hungry, this, you know, D2 players and JC players right. there are out it's there? It's wild. Never Ooh. made that or kind d- of money. D- yeah. Or D1ers. Or, or not even D1ers sitting on the couch. Like, that's, mm-hmm. why they run, that's why they can. It's crazy, bro. They run a 65-man roster mm-hmm. in the NFL, and the injuries are through the roof because they know. They can literally make a phone call, and by yeah. the time the game is over, they will have someone yeah, in the locker room. For sure, for sure. That's my coach, crazy. My, my old football coach had a quote. It was SW times four. Mm-hmm. So it would say, some will, some won't, so what? Someone's waiting. So right. Like, some will play NFL ball, and if you don't want to, yeah. you know, it's all good. Someone is going to take your spot. Sometimes no you got to risk it to get the biscuit. Yeah, You know sure. what I mean? Like, I think I think NFL got a bad name like that. I've seen that, that like just from the day that I my freshman year was the first time I stepped on a football field to the my last snap, like the technology and the pads mm-hmm. and the type of helmets that they have and the things like that. Like they're doing everything that I believe that they possibly can. Yeah. But you get fucking Dante Whitner or Ed yeah. Reed yeah, or exactly. Chat Cam Chancellor lined up fifteen yards deep. Like unless you put them niggas in like like Jesus's 
like robe. <laughs> yeah. Someone's getting hurt. So yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, for it's sure. the same thing with fighting. Like the reason they wear gloves and wrist wraps is not to fucking soften the blow for the other person. It's to protect their hands. It's right. so you can you don't break your hand fighting. Yeah. So you can fight for longer. Oh yeah. So it's not ten seconds into the fight, your first punch, you break your you know. Wrist. Someone someone hit it's me with so a you UFC can keep glove. Fucking going. Someone hit me with a UFC glove in like mm. two thousand and fifteen. I literally mm. I was like, take off the gloves, let's just go outside. Because mm. you just I don't think you have gloves on. Like yeah. let me see those gloves. <laughs> yeah. Are you sure yeah. you have gloves yeah. on? Because it's, it's almost nothing. You blast it's to me. protect your hand. It's not to protect the other person. The point is to fucking be able to inflict right. as most damage without taking damage. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's strictly for protection. But it's not to protect the other fucking person. That's the asshole in me, though, to see, like, bionicle mm. robots running around and competing against each other. But mm. I also believe that you are you are correct, morally, mm. and, and that, that is the right, well, that shit, is the right uh, thing to do. I mean, Artemis Dolgen, I think, uh, had a quote one time, too, because uh, he was obviously on steroids, right? Um, he made a career out of bodybuilding, and his the thing he was telling people, like especially younger kids, just like, look, I started doing this because it started paying my bills. He goes, if you're not making a career out of this, don't fucking take steroids. It's just out of vanity. There's no fucking reason to do it. But for me, this is my actual profession. This is how it, it's almost a fucking tax write-off at this point because yeah. this is what I need to do in order to make money. So because this is my life and my career, that's why I do it. If I wasn't making money doing this, like if I didn't have to be in peak physical shape, I would not be taking steroids by yeah. any means. Yeah. Because the side effects are not worth it. You were doing so much damage to your fucking body. But unfortunately, I'm at the point in my career where everyone around me is fucking doing it. In order to be top level and compete with the people who are doing it, I have no choice. There's also, there's also though, like every single person will react to steroids differently. Mm -hmm. So there is a there has to be a big piece in the athletes that are in the game that it's like, you know, uh, yeah, fuck, fuck those steroids because like if me and you do a natural, mm. let's run this shit. Mm. Like I, my body might take to diet and hydration and proper training and different things like that and health better than steroids. But you might, you know, like like Ronnie Coleman. Mm. Ronnie Coleman is like no one will ever. He just had like perfect genetics, mm -hmm. and he was his body was just able to take it. Yeah. All you know, yeah. there's some people that are like that, like fucking up, like a. Yeah, there's always gonna be like a, a variable. Like Adrian Peterson. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Adrian Peterson's knee exploded. How, he like, had the unhappy triangle. Like he, he nine weeks. Nine weeks. Yeah. Nine weeks and, and, and came back and, 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 and got MVP. Yeah. He balled, too. Let me get my fucking yeah, that's, computer that's, charger. That shit is fucking wild. That's real dog right there. That's how you know you have access to the best fucking healthcare in the world, too. Like, you have the he's best also a, He's trainer. also just another specimen, though, when yeah. it comes to genetics. He's just oh, a freaky. He, wasn't he the one, too? Like, fucking, he eats McDonald's, like, every fucking day, like, at practice uh, and shit like that? I don't know if that's I think that was Osho Cinco. Who was like eating McDonald's and like fucking that. still ripped up, shredded, talking about like it doesn't matter what the fuck I eat, my body's at the point where I can eat whatever the fuck I want. I'm still gonna perform like a fucking freak, like freak athlete type shit. Yeah, like, must be nice. Yeah, I can't relate, dude. I'm I eat just fucking kidding. McDonald's, I get a stomach ache for fucking I'm three kidding. days. I'm shredded, homie. <laughs> <laughs> nah, you'll 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 see too. The older you fucking get, I mean, I can't have a slice of pizza without fucking clearing my plans for the weekend. Like it's fucking, Ugh. your body gets older and shit fucking changes, dude. Yeah, but like. Those fucking, older dudes to stay competitive sometimes almost need that edge at that point, like you know, fucking, like later in their careers. I fucking drive by like KFC, bro, and I get fucking bloated. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, Cam's just laughing at us with his fast ass metabolism. Yeah, and, don't. Like, <laughs> you know, I, right when he walked in, I was like, "Fucking slim thug over yeah, here, bro." Slim, bro, so we live together. So we'll make a big ass fucking meal or something. All of us are eating. He usually fucking will probably eat more than us. Right. Just lifts up his shirt and like walk. I'm like, Man, fuck you. <laughs> just, Haters. Yeah, no. Nah, you can see the individual veins in him and shit. It's like, damn. I haven't seen my stomach in two weeks. I got one ab popping up at the top. And nah, yeah. It's, it's all just one big ab. 
<laughs> one big. <laughs> it's called a gut. You got that. Yeah, you got that belly body or yeah. body bodybuilder belly. Oh, hey, I, yeah, got, I got a fucking da- dad bod on point. Hey. <laughs> there was a day, yeah. a long time ago, in a galaxy many pounds less than this. <laughs> shit is crazy. I had abs for two weeks, and I was like, dude, I like eating too much. Like this shit sucks, and I hate running, so it's a very like. Mm. Hmm. What's your uh, What's your least favorite aspect of training? Hmm. I like training, but my my least favorite aspect probably the like the injuries and like the, the pain you get from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just fatigue, like next day fatigue or fatigue, mental fatigue, physical fatigue. You're mm-hmm. just you're run down. Like it's Friday night on like eight o'clock. I'm beat from the week. You know what I'm saying? Well, um, you must be beat, bro. You're preload. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Early. We we That's we're rough. early. Yeah. I was pretty low for seven years, bro. Yeah. No, it's not bad. I'm. I've always been an early riser. Um, mm. like zero period to help me. Yeah, but football. nigga, that's like that's like you guys are starting at two, three sometimes. Yeah, it's it's weird though. My body reacts weird to it. When I wake up like at three or you know two thirty or whatever to get to get to that, I'll be up up and at him like that. But if I was to wake up at like seven, I'd be I'd be foggy all day. Yeah. So yeah. my body reacts good to it, and then I just I train right after that, and then I, I usually nap though right. during the day, and then get back to training. That shit is tough. I had JJ on here. Obviously, yeah, you know JJ. Yeah, yeah. You know, and he's he's been doing preload. And, you know, like when I was training, like I was competing in CrossFit here. And then I, I boxed for a little while when I was back at home. And then playing ball as a package handler as well. Like, it doesn't really matter. It really doesn't matter what the fuck you do. Like, if you're waking up at 2 o'clock in the morning, you're off. Like, you're, you know, like there's some people like the JJs and yourselves and myself and other people that can kind of get through that. But... You know, there are days when you can sleep eight hours and but wake up at two o'clock in the morning and you're mm. still like, you know, by seven or yeah, eight it's in, weird. The, in the morning, you're just thrown off. Yeah. Because, I mean, you, you just can't you can't overpower, you know, the mind and the biological facts of your body. Like your body yeah. knows when it needs yeah. to go down. Well, it's the, yeah, you work with the sun because yeah. people ask me, they're like, you did preload for seven years. Like, do, do you get used to it? I'm like, you never get used to it. It just becomes like l- less miserable. Yeah, mm. it's just discipline. And habit. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. You, you get really good at from like if you wake up at two to being good to like five mm. and then like seven, eight, like, but you also, you have to constantly be going. Mm. Like if I'm, if I'm like Thursday, Friday and I was working preload, like mm-hmm. I had to be moving. Like if yeah. I was you like yeah. sitting down for this fucking yeah, long, you yeah, like your sure. body's just like, Oh what? Yeah. Sometimes when I, when I know when I have that feeling, I'm like, I have a rule, like don't lay down in the bed yeah. cause you will fall. You got to get up and yeah, do something. You got to yeah, just get to the gym early yeah. so you don't fall. That's all it is. And then you completely forget like your body is not going to let you fail while you're up on your feet. But the second yeah. you go down, no, it's a fucking wrap. Time to go. And sleep is the truth, yo. Like, I was running off, like, three or four hours for a long time, and I, there was a couple times where, like, I tell all the people who start preload, I'm like, you need to make sure that you rest, whether it be before the shift or after, or make sure you're hydrated eating, because, like, if you go a very, very long time with two, three, four hours of sleep, there are a lot of people who are built to do it, mm-hmm. like I do it, but, like, it'll fuck with you, like, mentally, yeah, emotionally, you definitely. know what I mean? Like, it'll get you, so. big time. I have, like, really bad insomnia, but almost, I want to say at least four days a week, I'm up at 5 a.m. to go to the gym, and mm-hmm. I'm usually not back in bed until, like, 11 p.m. midnight. Right? Right, right. So, I mean, like, four to five days a week, I'm probably getting four and a half, five and a half, maybe, right. hours of sleep. But what I do to actually kind of keep going is Friday nights, Saturday nights, I do not set an alarm. Mm-hmm. I let my body rest until it's ready to get the fuck up. Right. For me, that's just like the reset button so I can like go back to grinding Monday through right. Friday as hard as I possibly can. You also have to stay right. in shape. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm the most out of shape I've ever been in my life. And, like, I know if I'm, like, 
set my alarm for four hours, I know what the next day is going to be like. Mm. It's not like what I used to to be like. No yeah. matter like no matter how me, like passionate I am about getting it up the next day, I'm like, oh fuck, mm-hmm. my fucking old ass, fat yeah, ass is know, about like, to try to wake up tomorrow. If I sleep in, like if I don't go to the gym first thing in the morning, I will be groggy the whole fucking day. I oh, will yeah. be tired the entire fucking day. Like I just get up and see. We're different beings. Run. This guy's got bottled water. I'm yeah. sipping on a truly. Yeah. Yeah. It's Friday water. night, baby. I'm a it's basic water. bitch, baby. Get <laughs> <laughs> white girl wasted. Yeah. Bro. This thing is yeah. going to sleep in 15 minutes, bro. And it's, it's turn up time. Yeah. Hey. AKA, yeah. take my shoes off and play Fortnite. Yeah, hell yeah. You're on Fortnite still? Bro, I just got on. I swear. You I are so late. I'm so bro. late. You missed the glory days. Though, so, dude. like, uh, I wasn't even into it, but I'm. My, my homies would always clown me. I'm hip, I'm hip to the culture. Yeah. <laughs> my homies would always, yeah, I'm cool. I'm hip. I can hang. Huh? I got a Twitter. Yeah. Like, I'm with <laughs> it. Snoop Doggy Dog, baby. Yeah. But, uh, you know, my friends would always make fun of me because I always have big TVs. Always. Mm. And, like, this TV is hooked up to a PS2. That TV was hooked up to an N64. Wow. Gang. That's the PS2 right there. I noticed it. And, uh, yeah, I got the gamers. Mm. And my N64 is hooked up right now. But I have mm. two PS2s. Oh. Mm. Yeah, that's so that's the, old, that's the old one, the big one. That mm. was the first one. But, uh, and my buddy, my brother, Teo, he called me one day. He's like, nigga, like, let's get on the sticks. I'm like, you know I only got an N64. He's like, check, <laughs> check your Venmo. I'm like, no, you did not. Because I just wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't just buy nothing. Like, I'm still happy with, like, the games I got on there, like Spiral Ripto's Rage, Spider-Man, Grand Theft Auto, all those hey. games. Um, and so he's, like, sent $300 to my Venmo. He's like, take your ass to Walmart and go buy a PS4. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, all right. Oh, yeah. This was, like, four months ago. Oh, nice. So I went and bought it and put it in that room, and he, me and him just started playing Fortnite. Right, what's this Fortnite about? I wanted to play, I wanted to play Call of Duty, but mm-hmm. I land and... I'm dead. Oh, it's mm-hmm. fucking immediately. Yeah. It's fucking crazy. Wait, but on, not on Fortnite? You're good at Fortnite? I'm get, I'm getting pretty good at Fortnite. Because that's the same for me in all of them. I but just died. I used to <laughs> watch him play. For, like, Fortnite is so appealing to watch. Like, Isn't my it homies, crazy? My homies would play all the time, and I never played for years. I know, it's And I crazy. would sit down, and I would chill. And, and now watch. you got these people on Twitch, you know, like, making money for people just watching. I watch crazy. Him. I watch yeah. Tifu all the time. Yeah, I'll be at no, work. I just put it, it yeah. on. Shout yeah, out to Los. Yeah, our homie Los. Shout out to Los is the only Los exotic. streamer we yeah, yeah. sponsor. Yeah, Los. Yeah, there was a nigga with your shit on. Yeah, that's that Los. Was a streamer. That's yeah. Los. Yeah, that's the homie. Oh, yeah, that's little dog. dog. Yeah, he's a scrap though too. So that's good. He's a scrap yeah, yeah. like a Serenio? <laughs> no, no. Yeah, yeah, I guess. <laughs> oh, oh, no. <laughs> he fights. He uh, fights too. Yeah. Oh, he's oh okay, okay, yeah, okay. He's, cool. He's a scrap. Got you. Got you. He's doing really fucking good at it. I was like, damn, Cam just came out with some gangbangers, like some Mexican gangbanger shit. Oh damn! Watched blood and blood out a couple times. I knew you were from Cali. <laughs> Any day you walk into our house, so Cam plays. I play a little bit. Uh, both of our fucking roommates play. Uh, shout out Ninos. He, what do you guys play? What do you Call of Duty. He told me. He said. told me. No, I just can't. I love those guys. But um, any given day, I'll come home from work, just completely dead silent house. Fuck! <laughs> <laughs> Out of nowhere. Like, it's, it's one of them. It's yeah. one of them. Or fuck it, I'll see you, Cam. Man, fuck this game. Just after, like, just gets up, throws the headphones off, goes back to his room. Fucking Angela be talking shit to fucking 10 year olds. Like, mm-hmm. man, suck me. Like, I literally try. I'll play like two games, then I'm like, okay, just not for me. Yeah. <laughs> I get emotional. I'm like, this is yeah. fake, bro. Yeah. This is fake. How many bullets can you take yeah. to the mouth? Yeah, yeah I get it. I can't run it's like frustrating. This. For me, playing UFC has always done it to me. Like fucking, oh, like I'll, getting my I'll ass kicked s- in that. I get so mad. I'm like, I'm too good. Let's, to get let's my put ass the gloves on for real, then. Like, let's, let's do this for real, motherfucker. <laughs> I'm raw UFC. Get the fuck out of here, UFC, bro. It's yeah. over for anybody. All I'm challengers. Are, all I'm challengers. Anybody. Same, but like Mario Kart. 
I don't play. <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't play sports games. Like I grew. I, I was I'm not a, good at Madden or fo- anything yeah. like that. Two K. Like 2K, I was. I was in a sports locker room. That's all they would play. Uh-huh. And I never play. Yeah. I would. Li- I would literally fight you. Like I will, I'm dead serious. Yeah. Like I'm not even playing. Like I will, it, that shit will get physical. Yeah. So I just don't play them anymore. I haven't played. I haven't played Madden or 2K since I was like in eighth yeah, grade. I don't really play those either. I get too competitive with video games specifically. Like I, I don't, I don't have fun sometimes. Like that's when I'm just like, mm-hmm. yo, can we just go outside and play football or go outside and play basketball? Yeah, like, yeah. I'd rather go do something than fucking play video games. But yeah. like, I think just like living with people I do now. Like I, like, I play here and there. I mean, it's yeah. it's fun. Like when all five of us in the living room taking turns, fucking mm-hmm. around, chilling and shit. Like I mean, that's yeah. that's a Saturday for us. Like I only play when the homies on. Yeah. And I'm on the headset yeah, yeah, yeah. with the homie, and we'd be mm-hmm. talking. It's like, instead of talking on the phone, pimp, like, let's just log on. Yeah. Like, if he calls me and we talk for over two minutes, I'm like, let's mm-hmm. jump on the sticks. Yeah. Like, might as what well. the fuck are we yeah. doing? You know no, what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. I'm over there looking females? like Betty Boop, yeah, like, talking, right. like, <laughs> in my kitchen on the phone with a man. Like, just wanted to know day was. Yeah, how was your day? Wow. Twirling your hair. This Clorox bleach works so good. Get the fuck out of here. at work today. You'll never guess. Fucking life, dude. That shit is crazy. Man, so you don't know when your next fight is coming up, huh? Nah, not really. Hopefully no. soon, though. Hopefully soon. And you're down to fight during COVID. I mean, you don't really have a choice. You got to fight during COVID. Yeah, now. I don't can't know. wait this thing yeah. out. We're probably yeah. here for a couple more years, is my guess. Uh, this whole thing simmers. It'll it's trending down. I it's think. trending down. I think so. That's good. I think people are over it at this point. Yeah. 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 yeah I see. I mean, I do see that. I, it does seem like people are getting taxed and just over it. Mm. Yeah, especially like. People are struggling. They're like, fuck y'all. Let me get to work. Big time. Like, yeah, my, my homie was uh, FaceTiming me. He was riding his bike down Sunset Boulevard. It's a fucking mm. ghost town, bro. Yeah. Oh, shit. Oh. Well, California. When's yeah, the last yeah. time you were in Cal... Bro, California is like... Yeah, it is not like... Not like this. Nothing really? like... Yeah. Oh, no. Nothing yeah, no. like... They're, they're still in lockdown type shit. Bro, no like, they are shut the fuck down. Yeah. yeah. Like, they... I don't know where they're at. Some people are able to, but a vast majority of people can't even do outdoor seating for restaurants. Yeah. All boutiques, all shops, all shows, any gatherings, all things like that. School, like, all that shit. Like, they're they're on... They're locked the fuck down. The amount of homeless people that are in the two big metros, that are the LA Metro and and Bay Area, Mm -hmm. is fucking crazy. Crazy shit. Like, my buddy was... My buddy sent me a picture, because I used to ride the BART all the time when I worked Mm -hmm. in South City for FedEx. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's just... Lined, bro. Tense. Line, and and it's like miles and miles. And he's no saying, "Nice way. hair, nice teeth, nice clothes." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking homeless. Yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. 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 People move there specifically to be homeless. Yeah, they you can survive out there. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, bro. Like you yeah. can, you can. Sur- like what you gonna be homeless in fucking Chicago? Mm-hmm. What the fuck you gonna cold. go to in the winter? Too damn cold. Yeah. Like niggas will hop on a bus. Yeah. That's like and slide five bucks. five bucks for a Greyhound. Hit the yeah. coastal yeah. cities, bro, and you'll survive. Yeah. It's fucking crazy, but what's going on out there in California is wild, and it seems like it's nice that the, the whole political thing is starting to go over, and you're seeing some of like the the, the politicians who are Democrats kind of go back, and they're saying we need to open up the economy and things like that because you can only do it for so long. Yeah, yeah absolutely. This is out of control. Like they, I mean, it gets to the point. Like when you get to the point where the solution is worse than the problem. Yeah. I mean, when more people are drastically affected by not being able to work than right. actually the people who are getting sick. Right. I mean. There's, yeah, I mean, at that point, you're doing it wrong. You're creating a b- even bigger problem. Yeah, you and we're going to need that shovel that we were talking about. Oh, oh fuck yeah. yeah, bro. I mean, shit. Like, Hell, yeah. Big facts. Even now, I mean, like, when COVID first happened, um, I lost my job for two months. Mm. You know what I'm saying? That, that fucked shit up for me. It's like, so what happened, basically, is um, there was a clerical error. A fucking... Someone didn't turn in a fucking piece of paper, mm-hmm. right? So the DMV was closed, but I went to go renew insurance, and it's like, you don't have a license. It's like, the fuck are you talking about? I got a brand new license in my pocket right now. I just got it like a month ago. And it's like, no, you don't have a license at all. It's like, 
you what the okay well can i make an appointment no homie i need my license for work like i literally can't go to work tomorrow unless i have a driver's license i drive vehicles all day long they're just like is there anything i can do uh not until we're open first time i went to a restaurant and like i had to take my son to the bathroom and it was like right after he got done potty training oh my this is such a dad fucking thing he was peeing in the urinal next to me. We're both going. I'm just like, hell yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, I feel like, like a creep. Like, that's my I little like dude. A creep. Like, I'll be just, like, I'll pull his pants on uh, behind him or uh, outside to help try to teach him how to pee standing up. Yeah. And I'll be like helping him hold his pee pee. And there'll be people like, I don't give a fuck where we're at. If he says he has to pee and we're outside, yeah. he's dropping his drawers right there. I don't give a fuck about nobody else. Yeah. And I'll be sitting there. I'll be like, you're doing it. Not <laughs> a baby. I'm like holding yeah. this little kid's dick. And people are like, what the fuck? And I'm like, yeah. Nice job. And I'm like looking at people like, he's peeping. See this? He's peeping. <laughs> and he's white. So people yeah. are like, um, oh, CPC yeah. check, CPC yeah. check. No, fucking God, dude. My little dude had a thing where for like two months, he had an obsession with the emergency exits. Um, we set some alarms what? off, bro. Nah, yeah. Son had an obsession with I'm, guns and knives. Yeah, yeah. Nah, dude. Fucking like every store we went to, he'd just run because... He liked the fucking chaos that came with it, I guess. Like, seeing everyone freak the fuck yeah, out. Yeah, your son likes chaos. Fuck. Yeah, bro, he's wild. Cam's, you got Cam's one of them badass little kids? He's too much energy control, man. How old is he so know? hard. He's uh, seven. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I got a seven-year-old and an eight-year-old, and, like, he just legit had an obsession with fucking, like, hitting fire alarms. And literally, I couldn't take him into a store without holding his hand. Uh, you said fire exits, bro. Fire, fire alarms? Fire. He would just run towards Anything him, bro. Red. Anything red. Yeah, like... I like and a bowl. Was, and like fire hydrants too. Like for whatever. Re- he, oh my god. Now, yeah, it makes sense. He just saw red. Feel me? Like just a, a button click. Yeah. He was obsessed with fire hydrants for no reason, and then he got obsessed with emergency exits. He was like, I want to say like five at the time. Damn. But we'd go into a store, and if you let go of his hand, and you heard an alarm going off, it's a safe bet that it's him. Right. And he just hit something. Cause he'd make just a juke left, juke right, fucking run to the back, comb the back of the fucking store wherever we're at, and boom, hits it, and just looks around like. They're panicking yeah, type yeah. shit. Like, was like, oh, They're fucking man. flight risk. They're fucking flight risk. Oh, like if child abuse wasn't a thing, I would lock that nigga in handcuffs. I probably thought I kidnapped him, dude. Like look at this kid desperately trying to fucking yeah, get away. Yeah. Like luckily yeah. he looks exactly like yeah. me. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? There's no denying like, that. Like your kid child. could get kidnapped. I'm like, yeah. that motherfucker would bring him back in 24 oh, hours. God. No, my, yeah. Sweet Jesus. And they wouldn't just drop him off in the mm. street because they wouldn't want to do that to somebody else. They would bring yeah. him to my front door. And be like, like you this. hold on to this thing. Yeah. Don't ever let it <laughs> Do go. Something with Do this. something with that thing. Yeah. R- little little whiskey. I've always wanted to, bro. I've always yeah. wanted to whiskey my kid, but he sleeps uh-huh. really well. <laughs> Dang uh, it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, I'd love to fucking chop it up with you guys all night. But uh, we're going to have to wrap up so I can yeah. put this fucking animal to bed. Will you get out of here, bub? Get out of here. But uh, next time you have... Uh, when you're fight, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you definitely got to come on pre or post fight. Definitely. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Or if whenever you got some moves going on, you know, like I know I appreciate the bridge that is built um, from Eddie, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? But you can always, if you got something going on, like, um, you know, you can always hit me up to come on. Cause I love, I love like the circle that, that he has and talking to the people that um, that are around you guys and, and the more is more so thank you for coming yeah no thanks for having me you're the fucking Absolutely. god cam the one and only you're a, actually you're pretty fucking cool dude so I get it, I get it. I'll sing your I'll sing your praises but, uh, appreciate it and then Eddie yeah. fuck man you're, I'm, you're gonna have to like sign some paperwork bro you're almost like oh, my co-host you, now oh well dude I'm saying I love fucking hanging out too and fucking uh, like, we got a lot of the same friends man yeah. I, mean, I think it's really fucking cool like 
Especially you being so close with JJ. I think I told you last week too, like JJ's now our newest signed athlete. Yeah. So it's, it's that's so fucking really dope, fucking bro. Dope. Yeah. Really that makes me so cool. excited. I actually hit, I, I hit him up and I was like, bro, you got to come on and, and, mm. and talk about shit again. Mm. Um, Cam, you got anything you want to plug up? Anything you got going on? Anything that you, you know, no, you don't want, you got a female. He's like, don't, no, don't put do. my Instagram on here. <laughs> no, we do, we do um, Eddie, yeah. you got, you got new stuff up on the website. Yeah, a couple of new things. Yeah, Website's yeah. doing great. It's ttvrd.com. Um, we also just got a physical store. It's going to be up and running by the end of the month, I want to say. We got a couple what? more drops. You got a yeah, storefront? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So we you teamed bitch. Up that. <laughs> That's yeah. lit. So shout out to Alex Nino, my business partner, for setting that all, uh, whole thing up. And shout out to Siva of Right Worthy Tattoo. So we're probably going to be taking over that storefront there, working out of the back. Um, this is where we have a physical location. People don't want to pay shipping on the website who live around town locally. I mean, you get a chance to come try things on before you right. buy it, things like that, find something you really want. And uh, I think it's, it's, it's going to be fucking awesome, honestly. And I love being able to have that like face-to-face connection with people, meeting them and shit like that. Nice. Like, it's, it's really cool meeting complete strangers who fuck with us. And yeah, it's, yeah. It's absolutely fucking humbling, and it's one of the best fucking parts right. about this. Is, uh, well, when you, uh, when you open up your storefront, mm-hmm. you got to let me know. And it's like a five-minute setup, bro. I'll bring this down, and we could... Because um, you saw that I'm, th- I'm filming podcasts now. Yeah, let's do it. So, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll bring this stuff down. We can film it in your storefront. Oh, fuck yeah, let's do it. Be lit as Absolutely. Fuck. Bring, all yeah. the, bring all the team. That'd be dope. Because, yeah, I got, uh, I got Tour D Space. They did one on Friday, and mm-hmm. uh, next month, I believe, uh, the 15th of next month, they'll start filming all of my podcasts. All right, fuck so, yeah. I'm fucking moves. Yeah, so. moves. That's dope. Well, cool, guys. Thanks for coming on. Cool. Thanks, yeah, everybody. Thanks for and we're Appreciate out. It.